The Serious Side is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. My mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These council binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the same what I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in our class. Colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. School shootings are preventable if you know the signs. Learn more at sandyhookpromise.org. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well... If that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. In his first national address as president-elect, Joe Biden said his first order of business will be getting the pandemic under control. NPR's Amy Held reports tomorrow Biden will name a task force that he says will be ready to tackle the virus from day one. Biden spoke in Wilmington, Delaware to enthusiastic beats from an audience socially distanced inside their cars as the U.S. undergoes a record surge in coronavirus cases. Biden said he has a group of leading scientists and experts working on a plan ready to be put in place as soon as he takes office on January 20th. That plan will be built on bedrock science. Biden has made President Trump's handling of the virus a centerpiece of his campaign. Under Trump, the U.S. has seen the most cases and deaths in the world, and virus mitigation measures such as mask wearing have become politicized. Biden said America's grim era of demonization is ending. Amy Held, NPR News. Today is Biden's first full day as President-elect. He is expected to attend church services near his home in Wilmington. He is the second Catholic elected president. Hundreds of Trump supporters marched through the streets of Boise, Idaho this weekend to protest the results of the presidential election. It was one of many such rallies around the country. From member station Boise State Public Radio, Heath Trusen has more. 
On the day many news organizations called the election for former Vice President Joe Biden, the protesters cried foul. They claimed without evidence that there was massive voter fraud. During the march, they were greeted with cheers, jeers, and a few obscene gestures in Idaho's Democratic-leaning capital. Protester Sharice Place said she won't recognize Biden's legitimacy. He is not my president. He will never be my president. And we will continue to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Returns show Biden with a large lead in the Electoral College, though Trump has not conceded. For NPR News, I'm Heath Drusen. To Canada now, leaders there among the first to offer Joe Biden congratulations from abroad. And Carpenchuk reports that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he's looking forward to working with a new administration. Trudeau posted on social media just after the election was called in Biden's favor, saying our two countries are close friends, partners and allies. Other Canadian party leaders also offered their congratulations. The win could impact trade with Canada. Biden campaigned on a Made in America policy and tightened domestic content rules. There are closer policies on the environment. Trudeau, too, wants to invest more in green technology. But at the same time, Biden's promise to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline could cost jobs north of the border. There may be some relief on the issue of China, where Biden wants to repair relationships with U.S. allies and stand up to authoritarian regimes on the global stage. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. After four long, tense days, we've reached a historic moment in this election. We can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States, winning the White House and denying President Trump a second term. Scranton Joe clinches the Electoral College fittingly with Pennsylvania and an era that began for Donald Trump in politics on an escalator ride down five and a half years ago now ends on a Saturday where he learned this news at his golf course in Virginia where he is currently playing and let us not lose in this what Mika mentioned Kamala Harris Senator Kamala Harris now vice president elect the first woman the first black woman the first Indian American woman to hold that position this is a momentous day in this country on that count the Fox News decision desk can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden will win Pennsylvania and Nevada, putting him over the 270 electoral votes he needs to become the 46th President of the United States. So, Congressman John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, before his passing, wrote, democracy is not a state, it is an act. And what he meant was that America's democracy is not guaranteed. It is only as strong as our willingness to fight for it. To guard it and never take it for granted. I'm proud of the campaign we built and ran. I'm proud of the coalition we put together. The broadest and most diverse coalition in history. Democrats, Republicans, Independents, 
progressives, moderates, conservatives, young, old, urban, suburban, rural, gay, straight, transgender, white, Latino, Asian, Native American. I mean it, especially for those moments, and especially for those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb. The African-American community stood up again for me. I said at the outset, I wanted to represent this campaign to represent and look like America. We've done that. Now that's what I want the administration to look like and act like. For all those of you who voted for President Trump, I understand the disappointment tonight. I've lost a couple times myself. But now, let's give each other a chance. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams. Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good morning and welcome to the serious I thank you so much for that introduction. I'm J. Ryle, and it is November 8th, 2020, and uh, yeah, a celebration. I'm here with Vanessa Maybell, Mr. L to the E to the S, and Johnny D in the place to be welcoming, guys. 347-850-1272. 347-850-1272. Let's go around and make the official hellos. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Woo-hoo! Hi, <laughs> I am doing I'm doing well. I feel blessed and I feel honored to express it like this on the show. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, sweetie. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Johnny D, good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, but obviously, obviously I'm not as excited uh, as you and Miss Vanessa is. Definitely, y'all are y'all are radiating through the phone this morning. But uh, it is a blessed day again. Always glad to be part of this forum and uh, with these distinguished personalities, Miss Vanessa, Mr. Les, Jay, Jerome, and Dr. Williams. Um, and all of those individuals who allow us an opportunity to come into their homes. Uh, it is it is certainly a new energy in America, and I am loving it. Loving it, definitely. Yeah. And the man of silence, the man, I tell you, we haven't heard from this guy all weekend. Mr. L to the E to the S. What's up, man? Good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Hawk. Uh, Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mary the Music. Good morning, my brother Jerome Spree. I, while I'm excited for the presidency, I'm still looking at the bigger picture where this bitch McConnell's going to be an obstructionist. So, well, and you need thank you, Mr. Elias, once again sorry, for bringing man, the tone I, way down. Jesus, let's turn the music sorry, off. Man. Good I God. Gotta, I, Thanks, Mr. I got to be honest about it. He's an obstructionist, you, man. What can you get done you by this guy? Day, boy. You pass. You pass. Hey man, it's called reality. It's called reality, mm-hmm. man. He, well, he well we're back. He's gonna, let, he's gonna let it sit on his desk. You need to get rid of. You need to get rid of this Senate, man. Before you can. Before you can oh. celebrate. Come on, now. Let's do it. What is he doing? What? 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 Is he going to 
Uh, you damn right, Vanessa, because you ain't got no. You, what was he gonna do with the Senate? What is he gonna do against the Senate? Well, all, all the bills gonna come in and just gonna they gonna die because that that because he's a grim reaper and he's admitted to that. Wow. Come on, let's be honest. You, okay. you got all right. Um, the pride. He wouldn't even got really got can I, to happen in the city. Can, can, can I, I finish saying hello to everybody first? Well, he is really riled up this morning. Thank you, Miss Elias, for your – thank you. Thank you for, very much. Uh, in three minutes or less, something that you need to know about Mr. Elias, a three-minute commentary. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Really not the way I thought the show was going to start off this morning after Joe Biden was elected president of the United States. He will be the 46th president of the United States. Actually, and the thing that's so crazy about the number, his son, Bo, died at the age of 46. I haven't heard anybody talk about the irony of that. But nevertheless, we are here, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Chat room should be wide open. Can't wait to hear from you. Uh, we're monitoring all the local, uh, all the, our usual uh, places that we monitor throughout the course of the show for your comments. And I've been reading them all week, and I'm going to read some of the ones that I received earlier in the week because I want to make sure you guys get your say. But uh, it's a wrap. It's a done deal. And so let's just start right there. Uh, Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States, and uh, the man that gets the first and last word, which he really got the first word this morning, let's just go right back to that guy. Mr. Elias, you know, uh, that whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I don't even know how to ask because I'm scared because I think he's really hot. Uh, Mr. Elias, man, just – Okay, we're going to talk about all that, Ms. Dillis, but just give me your thoughts on what took place yesterday, the significance of it, and just what's going on in your gut. We got what's, we got some of it. Give me the other side of it. Jesus. Wow. The, 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 the other side of it is that we, we got some yes. work to do in Georgia, man. We do. Ms. Dillis, I'm asking you about the election, man. We're going to talk about that. What? Give me your thoughts on Joe Biden being elected president of the United States, man. Um, I thought I actually I thought it was one of, the, one, one, of the, one of the great victories. But if you if you really want to know my real gut feeling, we already that, know we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Mr. Elias, we have two even hours in, to kill. Even, even even in the election process, Donald Trump was Joe Biden got more votes than anybody in the electoral history. You know who was second? Donald Trump, and that doesn't worry know. anybody. That doesn't worry anybody. Well, wait a minute, Mr. Elias. See, Mr. Elias was already starting to show off with the contention. Who the hell said it doesn't worry anybody? Of course it worries everybody. You know, know, I'm I'm happy that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in the White House. I am. But I'd be even more ecstatic if we had the Senate. I would. I'm just. I'm just being okay. honest, man. You want honestly? Well, man, I know, Mr. Elias. I, we we have the whole show is dedicated to this, so that's definitely a part of the equation. I promise you, we're going to get into all that. You are really feisty, um, Vanessa. Let's get let's let's get the boo boys out the way first, and then you and I talk at the end. All right, Johnny D, man. How how do you feel about what happened uh, yesterday? Let's get these let's get these serious guys out the way first. You, you know, Jay, I, well, I, I tell you what, uh, I, I like to say, I am elated that um, the, the the majority of, of, of America is, is what I envision it to be. And, but I tell you, the, the, the reality really set in on me Friday night. And, and, and when I say this here, coming from work and, you know, having, having, four daughters 
um, and I got to thinking about Kamala Harris, and I'm sitting here saying, wow, you know, uh, the most marginalized being in the world, um, the African-American woman, is going to be propelled to the vice president, the second highest office in the United States, with the potential to one day being the president. And it was a it was a real solemn moment, but at the same time, it was joyous on the inside because for that for that moment, I understood that that God's will was going to always be done, and the skepticism that I may have had leading up to Tuesday in, in regards to, you know, Donald Trump uh, and, 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 and Russia playing some trickery. Um, you know, until they made the announcement, I don't think anyone could really relax and say, okay, this is a foregone conclusion. Now, we know that there's still some foolishness that's going to be ahead of us, but, but my God, you know, Let's relish in the moment today, knowing the work that we have ahead of us. You know, I, I look at it slightly different than less, but at, with the same significance and, and, and the importance. If you look at Ossoff on election night, he was so far behind that I, I never thought that he would get to the point where it was going to be a runoff. So the mere fact that January will come and there'll be a runoff for those two Senate seats in Atlanta, and the work that Stacey Abrams and her core group and, and her grassroots uh, group did in Atlanta to turn that state blue, I'm optimistic that January the Senate will at least be neutralized. And guess who gets to decide and vote in a tie? Kamala Harris. So the vice president. My optimism is running high. I am feeling real good about today. Uh, as I walked around the neighborhood, uh, you could see the elation and the adulation on people's faces. You know, it's, it's almost like, you know, the, you know, the, 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 we, we don't put the devil out of the house now. He ain't fully out of the house, but um, after you fumigate it for three or four months and get that, that COVID virus out of it, I certainly hope to see uh, President Biden in there. It's been a long time since I called someone other than President Obama president, but I'm honored today to say President Biden and Vice President Harris. So I'm feeling real good. All right, man. It wasn't the best I thought it would be, but thank you, Johnny D. All right, Vanessa, it's time for us to go buck wild. Vanessa, what you thinking this morning? You know what? Um, oh, my God. She's coming in right there, too. So, um, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh no! I, like I have been saying on the show the last month or whatever, I have lost yes. associates, friends, and everybody else on Facebook posting stuff trying to get Donald Trump out of office. And as I I said, I feel so humbled, and I am so grateful that the prayers and me saying pray saints on Facebook, you know, and in and, and, and private messaging and at places that I go, because y'all know I kind of move around a little bit, and I just feel grateful. And I'm not going to worry about Mitch McConnell and the rest of them. And I know they're going to give Biden hell. But you know what? The same God that got Biden into office is going to be the same God that is going to protect him and Kamala and get what he wants done. Not what we want done, Les. But what he wants done. 
And I also realized that Atlanta, Atlanta is going to step up on their game. You got those um, sorority sisters who are back in Paris, and they want her to be successful. You got those Delta black flight attendants that are already saying, we're going to stand right back in line. So I, you know, they are already morale that they turned their state blue and that I have no doubt that they're going to do what they need to do in January. So for right now, today, I want to be excited for what we have accomplished. For what you have accomplished, Les, you've been right there on social media with me. I'm posting from your post. You posting from my post. We got a honey four years to talk about what Mitch McConnell going to do to us. Right now, my concern is 17 million people voted for that evil, evil man. And that, that makes me scared. And I know some of the black mm-hmm. folks that voted for him. Yep. So I really mm-hmm. ain't worried about Mitch McConnell as I am worried about the legacy that we're going to leave behind with these young black voting Republicans. That's where I am hmm. this morning. And when I go to church wow. this morning, that's going to be my new prayer. Because we got to do mm. something to turn that around. Mm. But woohoo! We got a sister in the White House. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. We have a sister in the White House. 347 21 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every <laughs> Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online. Radio at its best. All right, listen, here, here's my take on it. Um, I, you know, I'm happy. I'm ecstatic. I was emotional. I had all the gamuts of all the feelings yesterday as I watched the coverage uh, go down. And let me tell you what the funny feeling I got yesterday was all of a sudden, Donald Trump is irrelevant now. I mean, it was almost as if his presidency didn't happen when I watched what went down yesterday. He has been reduced to the little man that he always is and was. But the bottom line was it felt like America was back. And I was ecstatic about that and still am. I haven't gotten any sleep since November 3rd. I've been up till 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning waiting on someone to call this race. And texting me. And because and texting me. It, well, oh yeah. Well, you, you you responded back, so you were up too. Uh, I'll flip your mic's off. All right. So anyway, so but I was so ecstatic about that, and just to show you the power that this man had and the influence that he had on uh, media sites, the fact that they didn't call this race early was because they really wanted to make sure that they had everything in order, so this guy cannot come back and say that it was what it was rigged. But like I told Vanessa in the back and forth that she and I was having, I'm like, look, it doesn't matter. He's going to say what he's going to say. His believers are going to believe what they're going to believe. So it really doesn't matter what anyone, call it when you see it. That race should have been called two days ago, if you want to be honest. Because the numbers were coming in saying, look, there's no way without without a Ganey County in the Pittsburgh area in Pennsylvania, there was no way, with all those votes out there, it's heavily Democratic. There was no way Donald Trump was going to win. And everyone was waiting for the Pittsburgh 
um, findings to come in, but it was the Philly findings that came in that put him over the edge, that put him over the 30,000 vote threshold that they wanted him to have, which was, by the way, the third threshold they had set for uh, Biden. So for me, it was an exciting day. It's an exciting moment in our country. Um, You know, and and I forgive Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Because, you know, we, we were on the show. Y'all know how we were after that first debate when she went after Joe Biden. So kudos to Joe Biden for uh, for putting that, you know, in the past and saying, look, let me bring her in. And what he did was he, report, he rewarded the backbone of the Democratic Party, which are black women. And he, to me, had the best, selected the best person qualified to fill those shoes. And uh, kudos to her for humbling herself to say, okay, you know what? Uh, I was wrong with that. Let's get on to the order. Let's get on the business of doing the people's business. Let's get on to doing the people's business, which is governing this country. And the fact that he is hitting the ground running, he is already in process of naming a coronavirus team uh, that he's meeting with today after he gets back from church you know, we're going to see a government at work again, and that's something that I am extremely proud of. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's bring in uh, one of our sisters that we haven't talked to in so long, the very lovely uh, rich sister. What is going on, Jackie? How you doing? I am doing well. How is everybody else doing? Doing good. Doing good to hear your voice. Oh, yeah, I am so, as they say, over the moon. Mm. Just, Why is that? And just, just everything that we've been through throughout this year. This year has been unlike any other year we've seen in our lifetime. Yep. And I just thank God, like... Uh, this last week or two, I just started feeling that peace, even with everything that was going on, with even within this week, God just gave me this peace. I started feeling this peace, but then it was kind of the anticipation of, okay, why is it really taking this long to count these votes? But it was just all worth it. All that we went through this year was worth what we experienced yesterday. History in the making. History in the making. With the first woman of color as vice president. Let that sink in. Let that sink in for a second. Let that sink in for a second, Jackie. I mean, think about it. In American history, tickets who have had African Americans on the ticket. They're three and zero, huh? Talk to us. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. All right, Jackie, we're going to leave you in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Hang out as long as you can. I think the smartest man in the world has made a presence. Let's see if he is in the house. He is in the house. Jackie, what's me, Jackie? What's going on, Jerome? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing outstanding. Hey. Hi, Jerome. Your boy, your sidekick, Mr. Elias, is mad this morning. I don't know why he's mad, but he's upset this morning. That guy started to show off. 
he just threw a temper tantrum, man. That guy was like, hey, Mr. Elias, you happy? Hell no, I ain't happy. Mitch McConnell, bro. I said, dang, brother, 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 brother. So I'm going to ask you, man, and we're going to definitely get into that conversation because it is real reality. And, you know, some of the things that Vanessa said, listen, Vanessa, I love you to death, but I kind of disagree with this whole thing uh, not watching Mitch McConnell because that guy is the devil. That guy's the devil. And and so when you pray, you pray for this nation. I said I wasn't watching Mitch McConnell right now. Okay, okay, all right. We need to watch his ass tomorrow. That's for damn sure because he is up to his own (laughs) trick. All right, uh... Jerome, talk to me, man. Uh, the significance, tell me what you're feeling, man. You know, and I'm prepared for your official, you know, how you're going to deliver it. So I'm ready. Uh, Jerome, no. hit me with it, um, bro. How you feel? Yeah, I, um, of, course, of course, you're going to say I'm going to agree with, with um, Elias. So. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That was the first, my, okay, so I did text uh, Vanessa when I said I was wrong last time, because I, I really did, the thing that I did not consider, he's going he's gonna to blow him out, so um, when it's all said and done, when they call, count all the votes, you know, Hillary had nearly three million votes, Biden is looking at yeah. about six or six and a half million dollars, a million vote separation, it is really going to yeah. be bad, right, and the yeah. thing that I did not consider is the pandemic side of um, of how they're counting votes, but that was the Republicans' issue. Like so, in Michigan and Pennsylvania. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? The pandemic. Sound? I'm confused. By what? what do you mean by that? By, by the pandemic counting of the vote. Oh. What, is that? What, what do you mean yeah. by that? Well, well, since the Democrats were primarily voting because of the pan- pandemic, voting by mail. I knew what the Trump folks was doing with the messing up the post office and all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What they normally do is they take the, the votes that you, the early voting and the absentee votes, and they start processing them so that on election night they dump them in the system at the same time. So what they, since it was so overwhelming, uh, overwhelming to them to have so many votes by mail, the legislature, Republican legislature in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, and in uh, Michigan voted that they could not touch those ballots um, until Election Day. Which right. Them counting them late. I didn't anticipate that yep. at all. Because we would have saw, it would have been over on Election Day. But I, I exactly. didn't know that. I didn't know that they passed that. Um, that legislation to make them hold up. I knew it, but I didn't know that it would impact it so, you know, so much, you know. And yeah. um, so they're going to have to go back and they're still Republican-led legislatures, but they're going to have to do something to change that because that's why it's taking days. But on the bright side, I think that since it took so many days, it's giving Donald Trump that in the weekend to let it sink in that his butt has lost. I was about to cut. But that he that he lost. <laughs> his so, ass? Okay, yes. His yeah. ass. Because yes. I yes, think that you. if I'll he would have if he would have lost on election night, he would have just started wilding. It would have been just too yeah. emotional for him. So I think that him settling in, seeing gradually him, himself losing, yeah, he's going to fight it. But he's not, he's not going to win. 
I mean, again, all of the it'll, when all said and done, the polls will be correct. All that stuff is going to be yeah. right. And I know people are were wigging out and freaking out talking about, you know, how do we have to change the system that so many people were wrong. They weren't wrong. It was just that the um, the way this stuff came in. Uh, and plus, we're in a pandemic, so we're getting more voters, right? Because more people are focusing on on politics now. And the Republicans did a really good job of juicing up the rural um, vote that they normally don't get a lot of. I think that's going to drop down. Like once Trump is out of there, that vote's going to be gone. That Tea Party faction is not going to want to participate in the system that they don't control. But I think that that wasn't a really big consideration. But mm-hmm. it shows the jury mandering of this country that right. Biden can win by, you know, five million votes and Democrats still can't take control of the Senate. That tells you something. Right? Because normally well, let me ask you something, man. Let me let me ask you yeah. something about that. How do you think that happened? Because you know, for Journey, for Joni Ernst to, to keep her seat, I, I was shocked uh-huh. by that. To be honest with you, for 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 uh, for uh, for uh, Collins, Susan Collins to keep her seat, I, you know, I, what do you think about that? You know, the first thing I thought about Jerome was you have been talking on this show for I don't know four years, five years about don't trust the polls. And, and, I mean, that's a perfect illustration of what happened. What, what do you think went wrong with that, man? Well, why do you think the message didn't resonate and knock some of these senators that were very vulnerable out of office? They didn't vote down the poll ballot. Well, you can't, you can't trust the polls, but the polls are, um, they're a snapshot in time. So there's things that okay. you can read into polls, but you don't take them so literal. Right, so when somebody sees a poll okay. one day and they do daily tracking polls, it just kind of measures the climate. So the polls can't be too bad against you, and um, but at the same time, they can sometimes feel like they're overinflated. But they're the, you have to look at polls; they give you a sense of what the climate is. So you do do you do races based upon what the climate is. So although Joni Ernst and all of those other guys probably should have lost. We're not taking in consideration that when black folks protest or complain or get a lot of news coverage, it honestly brings up more white people to vote. There are people who vote against black people. There are black people who vote against black people. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch the marketing of how politics works and when you're running a campaign. Like one of the things that, no, I mean, they don't really complain about mm-hmm. it, but in the past, People would come to me in campaigns and say stuff like, you like to run stealth campaigns. Why do, why do you run campaigns that way? And the truth is, is that if you over-market your lead or over-market your, your support, it does um, trigger the other side to put more energy in, to put more money in, to spend against you. So you have to downplay when you have a lead. Right? And so... Wow. Because it does, it really does in the bigger picture market against you. So I think that's what happened in some of those cases. Wow. Once everybody realized that they, they were going to lose, it wakes everybody else up. Yeah, Vanessa, go ahead. This morning, that same thing was talked about on the Al Sharpton show. Um, 
on the radio. And you know what um, was said about that? And I believe that they said that people did not vote all the way down the ballot, that they got to the president, voted president, vice president, and they did not vote all down the ballot. And that makes perfectly good sense, too. And that's why some of the, the, the Democratic seats didn't stay in well, place. Interesting. Yeah, well, Jay, Corbina Man Jay. had an interesting take on it, too. Corbina Man said there ain't enough black people in Iowa and Maine. They said white people who white people are who we thought they were. Wow. Huh, interesting. Mm. Johnny D. Yeah, Jay, um, I'll I tell you another thing. Uh, part of it is, is, is the gerrymandering. And, and, and now, of course, on a larger scale, the trend for the last several elections has been president senator okay so that that was well documented on tuesday night correct if you think about the number of states that the republicans typically win the republicans win more states than the democrats just that the democrats win those states that's heavy populated you know on the east and, and west coast and and, and and a few sprinkles in the middle but it, but but it, but if you look at the map the Republican, uh, the, the president typically will win more states, which copulate to the Senate seats because if the trend is that the president, the senators, and the presidents are, have been locked and locked, at least through the last two elections, then that just goes to show how the Democrats is not designed for the Democrats to ever win the Senate. Now, the only I think it was two that lost. I know um, McSally lost in Arizona, and of course the state went to Joe Biden. So if that is the trend, then the design is for the Republicans to always have more Senate seats than the Democrats, simply because they win generally more states. Huh. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, out, we're talking election all morning long. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. But it's time for this week's edition of Informative West. Something that you need to know. You know, and Mr. Elias brought this up. You know, Jerome brought it up. Pretty much everyone brought this up. The fact that Donald Trump he got a lot of votes, and so let's take let's take a deep dive in that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in this week's edition of Informative West. Something that you need to know. Right here on the serious side. All morning long, we're talking elections. Uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Some votes are still being counted, yes, but already we're getting a picture of how different parts of the U.S. electorate cast their ballots this year. NPR's Tom Jelson has been looking at the religious vote. The headline... Voters of faith and voters with no faith affiliation largely voted this year the same way they voted last time. The religious landscape in terms of voting has been remarkably stable. Robert Jones directs the Public Religion Research Institute. Since Reagan, we've essentially seen this. White Christian voters have tended to support Republican candidates, and Christians of color and everyone else, including the religiously unaffiliated, have tended to support Democratic candidates. A big headline in 2016 was how many white evangelical Christians, about 80%, supported Donald Trump in spite of his unfamiliarity with the Bible, his divorces, and his association with porn stars. His reputation hasn't changed all that much since then, but Robert Jones sees no change in Trump's support among this faith group. We essentially have white evangelicals 
somewhere around 8 and 10, supporting the president, standing by their candidates, standing by their man. Pundits and politicians are most interested in those voter groups who are up for grabs. Ryan Burge, a religion and politics expert at Eastern Illinois University, says from that point of view, white evangelicals may no longer be very interesting politically. I think the Democrats should stop thinking about white evangelicals entirely, and I think the Republicans should take them for granted. It's like, what can you do to make them change anything on the Democratic side or the Republican side? Some of Joe Biden's supporters did try to reach evangelical Christians this year, among them Jerusha Duford, who happens to be Billy Graham's granddaughter. She says she wanted to reach those Christians who are so turned off by evangelical support for Trump that they no longer even want to be called evangelical. Not so much to get them to vote differently as just to connect with them. I think what these individuals needed was some faith leaders to come out and say, I know you're not hearing this everywhere, but this is not our faith. So she joined the Not Our Faith group working for Biden. More of a encouragement to the droves of people who are leaving the church because of the hypocrisy, in my opinion. In fact, that is a phenomenon. The share of the U.S. population and the electorate who list their religious affiliation as none is growing steadily. Ryan Burge says the trend is most notable among the youngest voters, Generation Z, born after 1996. Democrats, Burge says, now have an almost exclusive grip on those nuns, the N-O-N-E-S. The Republicans have to figure out a way to peel off some of those more libertarian, let's say, Gen Z nuns, or they're going to have a very bleak future politically. And doing it, he says, while keeping their white Christian base happy. Tom Jelton, NPR News. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side. It's forty two minutes after the hour. Uh, we're going to continue to have the conversation about what happened on November fourth. Actually, what happened yesterday? The fact that Joe Biden was uh, declared president elect of the United States of America. Uh, something that we all have been celebrating, but you know the task still lies. The fact that we still have a Congress that could possibly fall in the hands of one Mitch McConnell. I'm joined by Mr. Elias, uh, my main man, Johnny D, in the place to be the smartest man in the world, Mr. L, I mean, uh, Jerome McSpree, Mr. Elias, Johnny D, Vanessa's in the house, uh, and also Rich Sisters here. Uh, that's a blast in the past. She's in the house as well, hanging out with us this morning. You can be a part of it, 347-850-1272. All right, Vanessa, let me swing around to you. Um you know, I think we're all concentrating on the fact that over 70 million people voted for this guy. And I think, and I'm going to read an article here, probably, I'm going to read an article probably within the next 10 minutes or so. It's from USA Today. It's a it's an article that I, I found when I was doing some research, and I'm thinking, my goodness, I want to read that last. I'm going to read that article here in a second. But the fact that this guy received 70 million votes. Now, one could say, <clears throat> okay. I can see them voting for Donald Trump four years ago because he fooled a lot of people. You know, they thought he was a successful businessman, and they didn't like Hillary Clinton, blah, 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 blah. But 70 million people voted for this man, Vanessa, after a four-year track record. In other words, they've seen him govern, and they still voted for him. 
So I think that's the reason why you can hear the distress in Mr. Elias's voice when the show started. This is an alarming this is an alarming fact. That's a lot of people, Vanessa. What say you? So I posted a comment about that earlier this morning, thanking people for allowing me to be on their boards and such and passing out the word to vote blue. But I had been having a conversation with my nephew's friend who is voting Republican. And his wife, no, let me rephrase, because he might be listening because y'all numbers posted. The numbers posted. His girlfriend that lives with him has severe asthma. And she has no insurance right now on the job that she is working. So I asked him, why would he vote for Donald Trump knowing that she is sick, has worse asthma than me, and doesn't even have all the proper machines that she needs because she doesn't have any insurance? And his comment to me, and I took a picture of it because I'm going to send it to y'all, his comment to me was, the new generation, because I call them millennials, have to do what is best for them. That it is not always what the older generation, they're calling us old, the older generation is telling them to do. So, for him, and he's on his board, and he's having this conversation, and other youngsters are listening to him. Some was on my side, but some of them was on his side. And I, I am... I cannot wait for all of these numbers to finally get calculated for me to see how many blacks actually, and we already know Hispanics, I'm done with them. The Hispanics in Florida gave it to Trump. I just, I can't believe that. But I I really want to know the numbers because in four years, Pence is going to run one of those Trump's son is going to run, and I won't have the energy that I have now, but I at least want to know what I'm up against trying to fight and talk to. I think it is ridiculous, it is insane that these young black people, I don't care about what the white people are doing, these young black children, youngsters, millennials are going to wipe out everything that we have been fighting for if we don't get a grip on it right now. And Biden needs to find out what it is. Stop polling and finding out what it is that the young blacks see or saw in Trump to make them vote for Trump again. They saw what the first time you can be fooled, but the first time somebody show you who they are, you better believe them. And they still voted for Trump. I just, I, I cannot wait to get these numbers, and, and, and Jerome and Jay, if y'all get them, I want to know. I want to preach it to the choir on my page. This has to stop. Biden needs to find out. Biden needs to find out what it is so that we can work toward that. I know, less that we're going to have a fight with McConnell and the rest of them, and I know that. I'm not stupid to that. But right now, I'm just not worried about them. I'm worried about the future of the Democratic Party when you got so many black voting Republicans. And I got tears in my face messing up my makeup. But that really is 
what I am worried and concerned about is why are they going Republicans? Y'all make me mess up my makeup. Why are they going, going Republicans? That's scary, they, y'all. They watch that means TV. all the work that we're watch, doing is going in the toilet. Huh? They watch TV. They're, they're, he's a reality TV star. And that's what these kids watch is TV. And that's what well, they that's watch. Well, that's what, what he said for. to me. He said that his 401k, he said that his 401k <laughs> had built back up. Mine is still short about, I don't know, 15000 18000 But he said he's he built back up even through the turmoil. So that's why on my post this morning, I ended it. And I know you see it, Les. It says, money over morals. I pray for you. Well, can we talk? Hold on, I get you here a second, Rich. Just, I'm sorry, we can hear you. Uh, let, let, let me let me get Johnny here real quick. Um, Johnny, can we talk her off the ledge? Because I, you know, I hear what she's saying about the Hispanic vote. You know, and someone correct me. I don't think it went. You know, I think when we saw what happened in Florida, I think people kind of said, okay. All Hispanics are, but I think when you kind of look at the numbers no, the nationwide, I think they look uh-huh. it out. <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. I don't know. Not, okay, but that's okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I'm not gonna argue with you. Okay. All right, all right. So Johnny D, can we talk off the ledge when it comes to black to, to black folks, especially young African American men, because the numbers did tick up voting for Trump uh, this time around. Then I want to get uh, get to you, Rich Sister, but but Johnny D, the floor is yours. Right. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm always going to throw a, a, a cable toe on the brethren and, and, and the sisters uh, who are who are certainly deserving of it. Um, the 70 plus million people was a surprise to me. OK, uh, again, if, if you listen to the show on election night. I thought anyone outside of that Trump circle and the Trump family that voted for this reprobate uh, had already exceeded. So any more than maybe 100 people, you know, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt of having that as a close circle. I thought anything beyond that right there was just preposterous. But at the same time, I do understand that there is a, a, a subtle under undergirth um, of, of racism that's and cynicism that's just never going to to leave um, the Hispanic Latino vote. If you look at the demographics on what happened in 2016, it is projected to be roughly the same as it was in 2020. About okay. 33% of the vote is what he had in 2016. About 33%. Now, certainly in South Florida. With, with the Cubans, there were a lot more. But when you look at, and the Argentinians, um, but when you look at your, 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 your El Salvadoran, Honduran, uh, Mexican, uh, Americans, overwhelmingly, because you got to still think about California, and, and he was able to take uh, uh, Arizona. Uh, so the truth of the matter is, he still got about 33% in, in both elections. Um, now, from what I understand, about 10% of the African-American male vote and compared to 8% in 2016. So there's a slight uptick, a slight trend. Amongst the young people, I really have not seen the dynamics, but uh, there's a young fellow that stays within our community, and uh, he's African-American, and he's got his Trump flags up. And 
Um, you know, oh, and, wow. and, you know, God bless him. You know, to be quite honest with you, uh, but I've said time and time again, you know, our generation um, were the conformists. Okay, we bought into the idea of the white picket fence and the dog and and, and, and the family. The same thing that that our mothers and fathers and, and 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 grandparents visualized for us, we bought into it. Well, we birthed the generation that doesn't value what we value. Uh, like I say, having you know children, I understand and understood a long time ago that they okay with with never owning a home. They okay with 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 uh, the education and and not putting it and applying it to certain aspects. But I still think that this is the greatest generation. Of, of minds that we will we will probably come into an existence at least in my time and era um, if I live a natural Ooh. life cycle uh, I, I do I think okay. they're brilliant I think they did the fine I think they challenge authority unlike our generation where we was conformist okay and that and and that's how I see it not to say that that was bad but we also the last generation of the civil rights children as well. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. So therefore, our perspective, our perspective was totally different. You know, you're talking about, you know, I, I look at my father, you know, and, and and as his health started to get ill this year, and like I say, he would be he would be extremely happy to know that the vote cast brought Biden and Harris on the ticket because he was hmm. he he he. he he loved to vote. He always challenged us to vote, and he would have he would have loved to seen the day that we would have said that Donald Trump will no longer be in that office. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the the, the reality of, of it is is this here: he spent a quarter of his life having to look to the ground in regards to dealing with Caucasian people because that was the segregated racist overtone at that time. For him to have passed at 75, and what I, I like again, I always say, 1968, Dr. King, um, anyone that's born after April the 4th, 1968, I look at them in a different generation. Up until that point, everybody that was born before that, I say those are the civil rights kids right there. Now, of course, I yeah. wasn't young enough to be out there championing and other things like that. But if I take that age, that means that my father would have been 24 years of age. Still, mm-hmm. still being holed yeah. down and still being treated with de- degradation. So the, the reality is, yeah. we birthed a generation that did not know those struggles. So I don't knock them for, for what they do. We just got to educate them. We got to right. embrace them. Uh, America is certainly changing, you know. But I still have those 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 those, those reservations about the authenticity right. of the seventy million votes. Um, you know, yeah. I, I said it on on the night of the show. You know, I think you there's did. some trickery in there because the America that I know, Jay, the America that I that I see every single day, doesn't show me that side that almost one for one, yeah. those people support Donald Trump. I I haven't seen that in my walk every day. So I, I do think that there's going to be some 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 trickery in there. And, and some, right. some some shenanigans with the, with the voting, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, what we do know and what we can be assured of is that overwhelmingly, as, as your the the broadcast indicated, uh, the clip earlier, the segment earlier, the the quote unquote, you know, white Christian yeah. base, uh, the white yeah. 
Caucasian male Evangelical, and yeah. the Caucasian yeah, yeah. female and the Caucasian female overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump. Absolutely. Let me let me jump in, Johnny, because because we're wrapping this. All right, let me let me get you in, Rich. Because I definitely want to hear from uh, Jerome and Ms. Elias. Go ahead with your comment. Um, well, definitely to pick up what uh, what Miss Mr. Elias was saying, like he was talking yeah. about kids watch TV, and of course they're on social media. Right. I highly suggest y'all to watch this film that came on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And it really talks about how social media has affected people. And see, when you relate it to Trump, Trump is the Twitter king. We had our first Twitter president. He spent more time on Twitter than he did in person somewhere. He lived on Twitter. And that's also what helps to feed definitely the young people. Because right. it really said in that in that film about how social media really tailors to each and every individual their narrative. Right. What I may see on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram may not be what you see or what Miss Elias sees or what Jerome sees or Vanessa or Johnny. It's specifically tailored to each narrative, and when you're hmm. feeding into that each. Every time you're on social media, it can make you seriously intolerant of other people's perspective. Hmm. Interesting. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven. I saw it Friday, and it was. I mean, what's I always understood the point. What's the name of it again? What's the name of it again? Social dilemma. It's on Netflix. Social. I mean, I always okay, got Netflix. an idea that how social media, internet has changed the game and all that. But that goes deep, okay. and well, and, and that was that's one of the very reasons why we've been in this mess that we have yeah. for four years. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think that uh, this guy has really been making a name. I mean, that's what he does. He didn't even he didn't even accept the official uh, Ed Potter's forty four. He just decided to you know stick with his real. Uh, Twitter handle Jerome. Let, let me get your comments, man. And then, you know, before we get some calls, ooh, look who's on the line. We're gonna get her in here too. Go ahead, uh, uh, Jerome. All right. So, you know, I don't. Um, okay, t- I want to go back to Vanessa. I'll talk about that, but I want to speak specifically to what Vanessa was brought up about why black folks were voting for Trump in high numbers and stuff. I don't think we're gonna really know the percentages until all of the numbers come in. I mean, we only have 77% of California. These numbers are going to look totally different, and people's perspective is going to totally change. And I know that, I mean, I, I kind of do this not just for sport, but I, I watch numbers and, and trends. And I can tell you that black folks, the younger black folks, and this is not a blanket statement across the board, but I can tell you that I believe that the reason that black folks vote for Trump is the same reason why white folks vote for Trump. It's not that they believe in him per se. There's that that one word that we have, um, well, it's a German word, the only word that means joy in the misery of others, schadenfreude. I think that there are some people who will go against what everybody else is doing, right? And so when you look at everybody on one side, 
Even black folks do that because you have to remember that black folks are still programmed by the same nonsense that white folks are programmed with. And so we got to be realistic to understand that there's a percentage of black people who think like white folks. So to, and to Johnny's point that those of us who grew up after, the, um, after desegregation, we were told, hey, go along, get along, get an education, everything's going to be all right. And then once they started pulling funding from schools, they said, hey, schools are there for you not to get, an ed- not for you to um, learn social skills or learn civics or to have health class or, or gym class. It's there for you to study and take tests. So once they started re- um, redistributing money in schools, black people weren't getting anything out of schools. They weren't really learning anything. So when those younger kids started opting out of school, I said years ago about this, younger black kids are going to be smarter because they're not being indoctrinated like, the, like everybody else is. Now, those kids are wrong for, not, for, for voting for Trump. But again, you can see how miseducation works because voting for Trump is like saying you enjoy the tyranny and the oppression that was coming directly out of there, the white supremacy, all of that. You you don't you don't find find that to um, that way of thinking of bothering you. But I wouldn't get I wouldn't be so hard on them for not understanding. That is our job as their elders, that is our job in leadership to explain that well enough. And nobody does a good job of talking directly to black folks. So when it comes to political races I know that, and, and this is me, you know, kind of in my profession. I don't really like to do this on radio, but if, if I was doing this professionally as a strategist and someone came to me and asked me what's the difference and, and, and why, because I, I, I'm always asked this, how come we can't get black people out to vote, right? The truth is black people are not moved by fear. We don't move. That doesn't move us. You can do all the negative commercials all you want to. You can say black lives and white folks like, oh, my stars, right? They'll, they'll have problems in fear. It moves white folks. It does not move black people. That's not what moves us. And I'm not going to tell you what does because we're doing radio, but the, the trick is, is that we need to understand on the, site, on the sociology side on how that's moving us. Social media, just because he, Trump is using Twitter to his advantage, that ain't really moving us. There's too much misinformation out there. So what's true? So it suppressed his vote. It did what it was supposed to do. The Republicans um, do what they do. You, you, even though black people turned out, you're still in line for four hours. That's voter suppression. They still did every trick that they normally do, did, and we still kind of overcame that. So the numbers are going to show how much of a success it was for black people, for young black people, for people who stay focused through all of the stuff that these fools were trying to pull to stop you from participating in the system. I think it was a great triumph. But in the midst of our triumph, we're conditioned to always be scared. Biden has a 10-point lead in the polls, and we were scared he was going to lose. Republicans are down 10 points, and we're scared that that. Uh, and they're hopeful that they're going to win, and we're scared that we're going to lose. That's a conditioning issue. So I say all of that to say that we need to change how we're thinking about this 
and look at it from a different perspective because it's not to our advantage to always live in fear. White folks are driven by fear. We actually adjust our lives based upon somebody taking something away from us or somebody doing something that we know we know they're up to something, but we have we adjust our lives around knowing that you're gonna you're gonna take something away from us. So to that point I just wanted to say that in in when you start talking to young people, don't blame them for nothing. Don't think that the Cubans represent Hispanic people. They identify with white folks. They're the white Cubans. The black Cubans stayed in Cuba. So if you want to do this thing in the black or white issue, don't don't say because somebody speaks Spanish that they're not white. Right? The Puerto Ricans overwhelmingly voted for Biden. But everybody seems to miss missing their name when they talk about Hispanic or Latinx. They just say, oh, Mexicans, Cubans. Every, they say everybody else. They don't even say Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens, and we don't even mention them. So, and that's what I think he's going to work on, Jerome, is making their votes start to count. Because right now, Puerto Rico pays taxes and such, but they don't get to vote. So I yeah. think I heard them saying that they're going to try to get that changed, and I think they should. Yeah, they actually should. They actually should. They're U.S. citizens. They're here. Absolutely, they should. Uh, you know, you know, uh, they can do more than just catch, catch paper towels being thrown to them by the potters, POTUS. All right, Mr. Elias, man, let me give you the last word on this. And uh, uh, boy, we see Momo, we see you, sweetie. We're going to get you in right after the break. I promise you, you are first up on the other side. But we got to get out of here. But Mr. Elias, man, uh, what say you? Real quick, man. I think the worst thing that they ever did was was took civics out of high school. I, I do. Because our young people do not, you, they're not moved. They, you know, I, I hear them saying, what good is my vote going to do? Well, look at Atlanta, and look, look what happened in Atlanta, and look what happened in Philadelphia, and Pennsylvania. Look what happened in Georgia. Look what happened there. If your vote don't count, why are they trying to suppress it? The, the young people, to me, make no sense at all. And, you know, that, that night we were on the phone, with the, we were on the we were on the show with those young two young brothers that came in and they started calling you know which slave masters that you know, look look you know, look man I'm not a slave and I never have been one you dig what I'm saying I I understand the importance of voting I understand what it takes to put people in place to so, so you can have a better life you can have a better education system but you don't because you want to run around here and tell me something about, oh, these slave master. How dumb did you sound that damn night? How dumb did you sound? I, 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 I just can't get with the fact that these young people, you gotta be, you gotta excite me to make me get out and vote. My mother, man, when I was coming up, my mother said, well, if you don't get out and vote, you can't stay in my household. And she made me, and my mother made me every summer. It wasn't just when the summer came around. She made me study black history. And she made me know what it was for, for our people not to have the right to vote. Because people don't realize in the 60s, we didn't have, and that was, that, was, that was 50 years ago, we didn't have the right to vote. We did not have the right to vote. So for me to sit there and dishonor my ancestors and say I'm not excited and ah, that candidate unexcited me, and I don't, you don't understand the political process, son. You don't understand the political process. All you're doing is shooting yourself in the foot when you don't get out and vote. And then when they, when they talk, even talk about the census, they don't even put money, they don't even vote, they don't even fill out the census. Because they say, that's the government trying to find out where I am. 
You don't even put your name on the census. <laughs> so this 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 this, this is how oh, that the white man has perpetuated the perpetuated the 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 narrative that we need to not vote because the, the Republican Party are happy when your black asses don't vote. They love it. They love you people when you say I ain't gonna be I ain't gonna get out them that slave mess. They love you. They 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 applaud you. They want more like you. Cause I, I live in a, I, I live next to Gary, Indiana, and I'm from Gary, Indiana, and these Negroes don't talk. Always talk about how they don't get this and how they don't get that. You know how many people voted in one election? Seven hundred and fifty out of eighty thousand. And they wonder why people don't come see them. You got eighty thousand people in your city, and you only get seven hundred fifty that vote. This is this is this this is what I'm talking about. When they took they they dumb it down of America. They've dumbed us down. Wow. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, we're going to do something here. Yeah, you hear that? If you haven't done it in a minute, it's time for after the break. After the break is when I asked our panelists a question, give them the break to think about it, and then we get the responses on the other side. They have 90 seconds to respond. Here's this morning's question, and this is kind of a fun question. This is something that we hope that could happen. This is a pie-in-the-sky type moment. Here's the question. If Donald Trump goes to jail after he has completed his term as president, does the Secret Service continue to protect him while he's in jail? (laughs) That's the question this morning. (laughs) You'd be surprised at the answer. All right, so that's it. After the break, will the president, if he goes to jail after his term is complete, Secret Service, are they obligated to take care of the president? All right, can't wait to get our people's answers after that. All right, coming out after the break. Mama B, we see you. Can't wait to talk to you. It is the serious side. It's on a beautiful Saturday. Sunday, I'm sorry. We'll talk to you on the other side. You listen to the TGRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. Chevrolet, and I got on the line, the leader, the car connect. Hey, girl, what's going on? Hey, Jay, it's all good. <laughs> Talk to me. What's happening in your neck of the woods? Well, it's the Chevrolet Cyber Cell event going on now. You can get 500 Cyber Cash among 20 and 21 SUVs in Malibu. And right now, we're offering top dollar for your trade. Good credit, I can definitely help you. Better no credit, no problem. If you work full-time and you have 500 or more to put down, I'll have you driving around. Come see me, Nolita, the Car Connect, Bayway Chevrolet, 5719 Broadway, Pearland, Texas, or hit me up on Facebook, Nolita, the Car Connect. That's in as a Nancy, O-L-I-T-A, the Car Connect. Remember, it's always a great day at Bayway Chevrolet. Just 18, I'm sorry, eight minutes from 288 and the Beltway. If your car is a wreck, come see me, Nolita, the car connect. <laughs> okay. Great day at Bayway Chevrolet. We'll talk to you next week, sweetie. <laughs> All righty. Take care. 
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Back three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side on a beautiful Sunday, a victorious Sunday. If you are supporting, or if you did support the Biden Harris ticket, you are feeling good today. For all you Trumpsters, sorry, your ass is gone. January twentieth. Can't wait to see you beat it like Michael Jackson said. All right, now 
before the break, I uh, actually did a before the break, after the break, but I want to get Momo B in. Momo B is uh, our colleague, our sister. She is in the house. Let me get her in, but first let me say good morning to everyone like we always do. Let's say good morning to our panelists. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Good morning. Glad to be here. Glad the election is good. over. And listen, took all Gracias. of my funk out of you. But good morning. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Uh, Johnny D in the place to be. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And the smartest man in the world, Jerome Esprit, is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good, bro. How you doing? <laughs> Just another day in paradise. No palm trees. Mr. L to the E to the S. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Hawk. Good morning, my brother, Jerome. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, uh, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo B. And good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that song is called It's Yours by DJ Cam Quartet. All right. Rich Sisters in the house. Good morning. Feels like uh, old times. Good morning, Rich Sister. Jackie, how you doing? I am doing well because officially on January the 20th, we will no longer be living in the world of Trump. Hallelujah. <laughs> and you don't have to go to Canada. I forgot about that. All right, 347 you. You didn't even leave. You're supposed to leave, liar. All right, uh, let's bring in our colleagues since we're just having such a wonderful day. Uh, Momo B is in the house. Good morning, Momo B. What's happening? Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. I miss y'all all so much, and I'm glad Jackie didn't run to Canada. <laughs> almost did, almost. Almost had my passport. And another thing I'm happy to say, oh, I'm happy Canada. All, my, all, all my TJRS um, radio hosts are still okay during this um, pandemic. I'm glad to hear all your voices every Sunday. I'm hoping and praying that everybody will stay okay and ride this way through. I know I've been in the house, staying in the house, and we probably go outside. But it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But I'm glad everybody's doing well, and I appreciate that. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. All right, let me get the, the true Momo Beezy in the heezy response to what happened yesterday. Can't wait to hear what you okay, have to say. My thing is, you know I'm happy, and that's why I pressed the one I got to talk. You know, we celebrate history on this station. You know that's what we do. So I said, I got to be on it. So I was a part, I felt good because I was a part of an aided in the Obama um, election. So I was happy for that. First black president, loved it, every minute of it. My daughter, this was her first election. So she aided in the first black woman vice president. Happy, loved it, and I appreciate it. So I was there for both of those times to help both of them. So I am very proud because it's something that I never thought would happen from a mama. And I wished it, wished it, prayed on it, prayed on it. So I'm very happy right now. And shout out to Sherman. Whoa, whoa, you did what? You prayed on it. Uh oh. I knew the building was shaking. You prayed? Go ahead on, girl. I didn't think, even though they said it was close or whatever, I didn't, I didn't, I knew in my heart Trump wasn't going to do another term. I knew that. So I knew that for real, for real. 
But anyways, um, shout out to Shirley Chisholm, my girl. Love her. Paved the way for the women. Love that lady. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. it right there. But however, the fight still continues. So, you know, we can't stop. We have to stand up and stay standing. We have to tend mm-hmm. to sit down after a victory. You can't sit down. You gotta stay and she just standing. cursed. No more B. No, I didn't. Will you calm down? I, no, I she said she didn't cuss. Oh, so I just, I just sit sitting. down. <laughs> Oh, okay. Down. Well, you know, you never know what you. Go ahead. My no, bad. We, we Go ahead. We really have to stay standing. So what I want to um, tell my people is never let them see you sit. Stand up. Stay I Jay don't cuss on Sunday morning. <laughs> Nobody asked you nothing, Vanessa. All right, hey Momo B, you hang out. We'll keep your mic open. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Mr. Elias, man, let's say what's up to Gavina, man. I wonder. Let me ask you something, man. Are those minions in mm-hmm. the chat room this morning or no? Uh one, uh, one of them, one of them in there, but not the other one. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Uh, sorry, ass ain't in there. Hey, he's day. We need to check the. the right we need to call there. Pittsburgh and check the bridges. We hope he haven't jumped off. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Pennsylvania wow. gave him. The, ain't that? Ain't that some Pennsylvania gave him? Gave Biden. The, gave Biden the presidency. Mm. Yay, Pittsburgh. Yes. Yay, Pennsylvania. He has to live Woo-hoo. with that one. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Passes in the house. Mary the music in the house. A lot of people are in. Going to read some comments, uh, but it's a jam packed show, so we may not get to all of them. But you know that our big three, they're going to get their comments read regardless of what happens. All right. So we appreciate you hanging out with us. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As we continue this conversation about the election that happened, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy and gay. We're loving it. But before we get back into the conversation, it's time to close out. After the break. After the break is when I asked our panelists a question and I get the responses on the other side. 90 seconds or less. Shouldn't take 90 seconds for this one. I'm pretty sure some of y'all did some research. So let's just get to it. Vanessa, do you think the Secret Service has to hang out with the president if he goes to jail? Well, it's so unfortunate that we did this research on election night. Because my sister asked the same question, and (laughs) so I already knew the answer. Uh, Yes, unfortunately, the taxpayers will continually help his butt even in prison, even though he's gonna go to a federal prison where he can wear street clothes and not a jumpsuit. (laughs) Yes, we do have to pay the Secret Service to take care of him. In the Johnny D, do you agree with that, Johnny D? Do you agree that what she's saying is correct? The response, as far as the lifetime appointment to protect the president, vice president, and their spouses, uh, that's accurate. Now, as far as he looked it up, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, Johnny D is that line of work. Come on now, yeah, I. I, I Hey, I, I I done trained and been trained. So, but but now as far as going inside of of, of a correctional institution and a house of corrections, whether it be the federal prison, I'm not too sure if their scope of authority would lend that they would be on the inside. He probably end up on protective custody or somewhere 
of, of that magnitude, but I don't think it, 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 it puts them in the scope of, of a correctional environment to uh, to keep him to keep him safe. But once he's released, uh, then of course they they would have to pick up those duties again. Huh? Interesting. All right. Uh, same question to you, uh, Jerome. Uh, sounds like everybody knows it's yes, but add your twist to the yes response that I'm pretty sure that you were going to give. I promise you, Jerome's here. All right, Mr. Elias, oh, no, it's Jerome's your turn. Here. Oh, there he is. All right, Jerome. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, we, we, I think we all agree that it's yes. So, <laughs> well, no, no. What, I, what about I would, that? It, yeah, I actually believe that they probably won't protect him, right? Because Really? Why? Because he's technically, if he's in federal custody, it's like being in protection, right? So since the... Bureau of Prisons oh. is a federal institution. He's considered under protective custody. They would just segregate him, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it says, but okay, Jerome, I like that. I yeah, like think that twist. About job. So they won't come inside your house when they're protecting you unless there was an actual threat. So when you still have secret service protection, they're outside of your house for anybody so they'll be outside of the prison, but I don't think inside of prison they would have secret service. It's like All making right. a secret officer a prisoner. That's not his job to be in true. prison. That's true. What about you, Mr. Elias? What's your twist on this thing? Well, unfortunately, yeah, he does get, like, like Johnny D said, you know, he does get a lifetime appointment. So, yeah, he's, he's unfortunately, he's going to have protection. Unfortunately. Well, okay, Vanessa. And like, I'll agree with everybody else, like Vanessa and Johnny D, that he gets a lifetime appointment. So yeah, he's going here. He's gonna get it. Yeah, but yeah. he does not get. He he doesn't get a bodyguard. Secret Service protection is not a bodyguard from you growing a grocery store. Like there are things that you can actually refuse your Secret Service protection. I think President Carter did at some point. He did. He was like Don't the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, they didn't say bodyguard. They said Secret Service. Right, but I'm saying they're they are not the bodyguards. So if you go to prison, you're under the care of the government, right? That's why it strips off your rights and you can't vote. That's the only the the only section of our um, of the Constitution or when they got rid of slavery, they didn't get rid of in prison. So once you go to prison, you lose your rights, which means he may lose his Secret Service protection because he cannot right. be under protection of the government. When he's in custody by the government, does not work. Hmm. It would be an interesting, interesting case scenario, but I don't think you get Secret mm-hmm. Service protection in prison. Well, well, according to well, the official response is yes. Uh, born an act of Congress, the responsibility of the Secret Service is to protect the former president. Our first lady would not disappear because that person has been convicted of a crime. Now they put the convicted right. of a crime of versus a crime going to jail. Very different yeah. than being in custody. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can be convicted of a crime, and it does, and it can stop you from being able to vote. It takes away something being convicted. But being in federal custody, you are technically under the protection of the government when you're in jail. Hmm. Like I said, wow. if he goes to federal prison, they're not going to have Secret Service in a federal prison. They would segregate him and make sure that the federal system, um, the Justice Department, protects him in jail. It would not hmm. fall under so, Secret Service. So do you even think that he's going to be federal, or do you even think that they will hold him out for another four years and attempt for a Republican president to pardon him? 
I would, I would that think, no, I would think that um, even if he's convicted as a, as, um, for a state crime, because he can't get pardoned for the state crimes, and he's under right. investigation in New York State. So even being yeah. convicted for a state crime, I think they're going to probably move him to a federal prison so he stays under federal custody opposed to state custody because because he is president, because they mm-hmm. have this, um, you know, because of what they're saying about the um, Secret Service, it may it may bring in the U.S. Marshals. So wherever they put you in prison, that the U.S. Marshals take you, he may go to one of those federal prisons. It may be, and it's going to be really nice. I'm going to tell you this: he ain't going to like <laughs> Sing Sing and right. Clinton in no place or Alcatraz. He ain't going to run into none of our people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be around white supremacists. He's going to be around nobody. Oh, God, nice, sorry, let me have a nice kitchenette set. <laughs> He's going to be in there like ordering food. <laughs> oh, God, you guys stop. All right, 347 All right, listen, we're celebrating the victory of uh, President-elect. I have to, I'm so used to saying vice president. President-elect Biden and uh, Vice President-elect uh, Harris. Now, you know, when the word came out, when it came down that Biden had won the election. I want to play two different clips for you. I want to play the reaction from someone on Trump's side, and then I want to play the reaction from someone on the Biden side. Here's Trump. Here's the Trump people we'll talk about on the other side. This will be a very, very strong case. And I know, I know you won't accept it because of your hateful biases, but let's see if you can try thinking rationally. The poll? Because they don't decide the election. The call for Joe Biden isn't, is it? Who was it called by? All the, oh my goodness, all the networks. Wow! All the networks! We have to forget about the law. Judges don't count. All the networks, all the networks. All the networks thought Biden was going to win by 10%. Gee, what happened? Come on, don't be, don't be ridiculous. Networks don't get to decide elections. Courts do. <laughs> When someone told him that they had already called the election, and that was really Giuliani. <laughs> you gotta laugh at these people. They're ridiculous. So you know, all of a sudden, they were outside some courthouse with some uh, 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 press conference that they were conducting, and then all of a sudden, the word came down <laughs> that the race was called, and he said that. You know, networks don't judge, judge. Judges do. Now, you pick up on that last piece that he said. Judges decides elections. Get out of here. Now, let me play the other side. In their response, once the word came down that uh, Joe Biden was elected the 46th president of the United States. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> you hear that? Thank you. He says thank you. 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 
Is that right? Did you hear that? That's Brooklyn. <laughs> if you didn't recognize the voices, that was the soon-to-be Vice President Kamala Harris interrupted her jog to call her running mate to say, hey, we did it. And the second part of that uh, clip was uh, 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 Schumer, uh, the the minority uh, leader in, in the Senate, Chuck Schumer. Uh, he was on the phone with Joe Biden, and there was a crowd of people around his car, and so he held his phone out the window so Joe Biden could hear the people cheering. And that's what you heard. You know, uh, <laughs> Mr. LES, man. The thing that's so crazy about this whole thing is that these people are not letting up. They're not letting up. They're not letting go. They're not. They're going to continue to try to fight this. There's no mathematical possibility of them winning this thing. People are trying to figure out how to go in and tell Rumpelstiltskin that he lost and that he has to get out of here. It's, you know, this is going to be, the next 70-something days is going to be, in my opinion, the most fascinating time in American politics history. Because yeah. I just can't wait to see how this is going to, how this thing's going to uh, shake out. I can't wait. No, no. Uh, look, man, let's just be honest. You got to watch everything that this guy is doing. Because, hey, I think he's on pillage. I really do. I think he's going to pillage. I think he's going to, I think he's going to release criminals. I think he's going to do a lot of stuff. That, you think that he's going to release really criminals? I do, too. I do, too. Yep. I think he's going well, to release, what do you mean? Oh, what, release okay. some Go of ahead. the harshest criminals out there. I think he's going to release harshest criminals. And I, I just think he's going to pillage it because he's pissed off that he lost the election, and he's just going to do everything he can to disrupt and dis, 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 dismantle the democracy that we have right now because he cannot take the fact that he lost to Joe Biden because he's a narcissist. And let's call it what it is. And and on a side note, I just like to say to Stacey Abrams and the, the, the people of Atlanta, I applaud you and the people Absolutely. of Philadelphia, I definitely applaud you Absolutely. you guys it out. Thank you, Stacey Abrams, for doing what you've done, my sister. I thank you from the bottom of my heart because without you, Atlanta would not, I mean, uh, Georgia wouldn't have turned blue. You did what you did. You did your thing, my sister, and I applaud you. Have they called that election in Georgia yet? Have they called that? I don't think they've called that election in Georgia yet. No, because Georgia has to have a recount, and they have already ordered the machines. And Stacey Abrams did 700,000 registered voters. Yes. Interesting. She was working hard. Working hard. All yeah. right, let's get into the last few minutes of the show a, because we have a recount, though, so they have to finish. Okay, yeah, they do. They have to have a recount. Yeah, you have to have a count, a final count to have a recount. So they have to, they don't have to certify the numbers, but they have to finish counting what they already have. So the problem with Pennsylvania, for example, the reason that they want them to stop counting is because if once they finish counting, if that numbers of a certain percentage, then the whoever contested has to pay for it. The state won't pay for it. In Georgia, if it's close enough, the the state is going to pay for the recount. So you just have to pay for your attorney. But inside of campaign, if it's outside of a certain scope, and they think that Pennsylvania is going to hit that, your campaign who contests has to pay for it. So the Trump people are trying to raise six million dollars, which probably won't even be successful. 
just to challenge it because once it hits a certain threshold, maybe 100000 or so, then the state will not pay for your recount. So that's why recount is important because, you know, you, you, can, you can complain all you want to and say that you want one, but they're not automatic recounts unless they're, in some states, it's like one-tenth of one percent. Like, it has to be really close for automatic recount. Otherwise, you have to pay for it. You can have one, but you have to pay for it. <clears throat> yeah, and, I, and Georgia's definitely going to do it because of the closeness of the uh, votes. All right, in the last, I want to take a few minutes here, last five minutes of this of this segment, because I want to get to Jerome's segment. Uh, let's talk about the heavy lifting that's going to have to happen in Georgia. Now, everybody here, you know, Johnny D said earlier in the show that he was optimistic. Well, let me tell you why I'm, why, why I'm not that optimistic, because, you know, that vote, vote was split. Between uh, uh, between a couple of Republicans that were running, I, I don't know. I, I think on one side, I guess the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope is because of the fact that since Donald Trump won't be on the ballot, that maybe some of the Republicans will stay home. But I, I don't know. I, you know, Vanessa, I'm not I'm not feeling good about this. I'm, I'm really not feeling good about what can happen in Georgia. Because, you know, I was watching something this morning, and they showed people, Trump people, at polling stations praying with their hands on their doors, praying that the counts will, will not continue. And I think that these lunatics are going to come out in full force. Yeah, they were. They were like, Jesus, please, just close the doors permanently, God. I mean, they were, these people are nuts. And so, I just don't think, man, it... I don't know, Vanessa. I just don't think that that uh, that this thing is going to happen. Maybe they will split the seats, but I, I just don't see how the Democrats are going to win both of those seats in Georgia. But hey, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. What say you? I think it's going to be one. I, I think it's going to be one. I would love for it to be two, uh, but I just don't see it. I, I really don't. I don't see it. But I do know. That Atlanta is already fired up. They're they're fired up on the Atlanta Biden page, and uh, it, they're going to go out. And the the flight attendant people who work at, at who work at uh, Delta, which is the main base in Atlanta, they're already reared up, and the AKAs are reared. I'm telling you, they are. But I I believe that just as many people reared up to go, you got just as many Republicans that are reared up, you know, for them not to get it. So. I believe we're going to get one. I'm in prayer. I'm in prayer for two, but I think it's going to be one. What about you? Uh, what about you, uh, Jerome? What are you thinking, man? You think that there's a possibility that this thing can happen? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know why. Again, I think we are always really doubtful, but I think that um, what we're not considering is the independence. The reason that. You know, Biden could win that state and they didn't win no Senate races because independent people in your mind, like when you're voting, you will split ticket. It's not that the Democrats didn't vote Democrat and the Republicans didn't vote Republicans. The independents, the swing voters that's inside of those um, the constituencies. So I think once they know what's on the line and they might <clears throat> miss a little too much, then the independent yeah. people will start to swing towards the Democrats, I think, and it probably will help both of them. One of them, you know, that I forgot the woman's name who who's running, the big Trump supporter. But um, she has, I mean, the whole WNBA was on Walker. her. 
Right. They they did not like her. So I think that the enough support coming out against her may swing Osof as well. Like it may help him. So it may project him a little farther as well. So since they have runoffs in Georgia, um, I think that people were lackadaisical on their votes, but I think that they both will probably win. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. But, talk, but talk Jerome, what about Jamie? Right, he, Jerome, you have some issues with your audio, man. It's, his his audio is not, unless it's me, his audio sounds okay. a little shaky. You maybe want to try to fix that. Okay. Good. I was just wondering about Jamie. Jamie. Um, in South Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I thought she was going to win that race. And those white Republicans gave up right back to Connell, right back to Graham. Yeah, but this, okay, so, so you want to know my, my theory on all of this stuff goes like, uh, goes like this. Hold on, I'll switch up for Jay. Hold on. Jay, can you hear me better now? Yeah, it's a yeah. better. Go ahead. Okay, so here's, here's my theory on what's going on. I think that when they go back and check those machines, the irregularities that they're going to find from the from Republican counties are going to kick down some votes. So some people are probably going to go to jail, but what normally happens is that when the counties report votes into Board of Elections, they just raw, put those data, that data in until they certify. So sometimes they say, oh, we put a nine in here instead of a six. They're going to start that mess. So when they start, when they start counting, I think in a lot of those areas that Republican votes are out there, you're going to find that they inflated numbers. But it is really difficult that um, when you when you rile up one side who not rile up the other. So in South Carolina, yes, you're, you're going to have an overwhelming amount of um, of Republicans because it's kind of a a, Repub- a conservative state. I'm not even going to say it's a GOP state. It's conservative. Even the black people are conservative. So he is probably you're probably going to find out that he got more votes than you think that he got, but that's a steep climb when you start putting black folks against um, white folks in really red states like that. I mean, not to say that after the the Civil War, they did have black senators in South Carolina. So not to say that this never happened, but I'm just saying that Lindsey Graham, there's probably a little bit of irregularity going on in South Carolina and Florida. Because I don't know if you guys remember the 60 Minutes piece that did a while ago about the voting machines that Florida bought, South Carolina, yeah. Carolina, and they would put a vote in for Bush, and they put it in for Gore, and it would switch over to Bush. So the company that did that is flying a huge Trump sign right in front of their corporate offices, and they supplied all of them with voting machines. So yep. we'll see how that works out. I think that audit yeah, is going to be interesting. Well, I hope so. And you, you still have We're still having a little bit of technical difficulties with you. Let me get uh, Johnny D uh, here real quick, okay. man. Uh, you know, uh, in a few some, few minutes we have left here, um, how how hard do you think it's going to be? What's your feelings, I guess, on this Georgia on this Georgia runoff? You think uh, we have a fighting chance? Or what, what, give me a comment here, real quick. Well, I tell you what, I I, I think it's doable. I mean, clearly, um, mm-hmm. Ossoff, uh, as I said. Uh, Asaf Purdue is is probably the main ticket that everyone will be looking at because of the incumbency, and then I think that the Pastor Warnock uh, has has a good chance. So I, I you know the folks who get out to vote hopefully 
uh, I think the, the, the referendum will be this year. Between now and January the 20th, we know what we can expect from that criminal that's posing as the, 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 the soon-to-be ex-president, okay? We know what the behavior is going to be. Now, if Mitch McConnell and them do exactly what I anticipate they're going to do, which is going to try to knock out um, Obamacare, I, I think that they'll, they'll go out to the Affordable Care Act because they've got now the Supreme Court votes. I think that will fire up a, a, a base of folks, and plus it's going to impact those independents that, that, that Jerome was talking about because there's a lot of people who, who may, may not promote the fact that they are being um, having health care under the Affordable Care Act because of the stigma sometimes that people put on it. But the reality of it is, is that there's far more people who, who, who have benefited from the Affordable Care Act than they haven't. So I think that the, the Senator uh, McConnell and, and, and that group will keep acting ridiculous. Trump will do his role. And I think on January yep. the 5th, people will say, you know what? We, we have, he's got to go as well. And, and even though he'll still be there, meaning McConnell, but you get that 50-50, you, you lock up the vote, and then, of course, the deciding vote will be Vice President Harris. So I think that the yeah. people will, will, will be forced to come out because of the antics of what Trump will do and what Mitch McConnell yeah. will try to, to, to get to buy and beyond before January the 20th. All right. That sounds good. Mr. Elias, man, last word. Uh, you know, I'd have to agree with with with, uh, with everyone, man. Well, I, well, I, I, I agree with uh, Jerome and uh, Johnny because basically Trump is going to be wilding, man. He is going to wild out because, you know, the bottom line is I lost election, so I'm going to show you who I really am. He's going to wild out, and then that's going to cause him to – that's going to cause him to see because people are like, you can't keep up with this kind of stuff, you know? He, 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 look, man. I got to agree. If you get rid of the Affordable Care Act, a lot of people talk about how they're so against it, but a lot of people love it. And you got one thing, you got in, in, in Georgia, you got Stacey Abrams. I'm quite sure right now she's plotting and planning how to get this thing going. I, I, I believe in Stacey Abrams. I do. And I'm quite sure that sister's going she's gonna, to she's gonna pull a rabbit out of her hat, man. I, do, I believe we got a great shot. I do. I'm optimistic about that. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that. Well, you guys talked me off the roof on that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven. Tell you what we want to do. I want to rearrange some stuff. I mean, we, we just got there's so much to talk about. Let's do this, Jerome. If you don't mind, can we do the news at the top? I want to give uh, Rich Sister and uh, Momo B an opportunity to respond to this, and uh, yeah, well, I, but we definitely want to do the news. And uh, so let's uh, let's do that at the top of the hour. And uh, let me get Rich Sister, since you hung out with us, I want to get your comments on this. What do you think about Georgia? Um, well, I'm optimistic. I kind of, I'm with Mr. Elias. Okay. I, I believe that we can really uh, pull this through. I mean, it's just the awesomeness of just went around with this whole campaign and it's just when you think about the the memes that are going around on Facebook of definitely the part that we play as a people to really rally around the voters to make your voice heard because I mean that's what it's about don't let nobody tell you again 
that your vote don't matter. Mm-hmm. It does. Your vote matters. Like Mr. Elliott said um, earlier in the show, why are they working so hard to suppress it? You know, practically trying to destroy the post office and taking away Dropbox. You know, they did every and anything in their power to try to suppress your vote. So you shouldn't let that come out your mouth ever again. That your vote doesn't matter. It does. And every time that you got to use that that civic right, that civic duty, you should be the first one in line. You're right about that, Rich Sister. All right. And, and well, we'll you know, you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, sorry, and ahead. and we may keep sounding like a broken record talking about the people who fought and died for you. But well, that's just fact. People fought and died, and not just black people, whites, Hispanics, all all different races fought for you to have that right. I think about um, uh, John Lewis, how he talked about getting into good trouble. But that's what it means. Sometimes we have to get into good trouble. Yeah. Persevere. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to be willing to do that. All right, Momo B, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on Georgia. What are you thinking? Okay, my thought of this, the, um, the Georgia thing is Stacey Adams, she represents black, strong women. I know she got this. Like I kept saying. Abrams, she said Stacey Adams. Adams. I was looking at my shoes. Stacey Abrams. <laughs> I'm like, I got some Stacey Adams on right now. <laughs> Stop it, Jay. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know me, you know, you, you can take the girl out the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out the ghetto. Stacey Abrams, she's going to hold it down. She's a black, strong woman. She's going to represent her uh, estate, and she's going to do what she got to do. I, I know that. I know the people there got to do it, too, but she's strong enough to do it. She can pull it off, so I'm not worried about that. And the thing about me, the new Momo B, evolutionary, is I have positive vibes now. I don't think negative no more. I always come out to them positive. I ignore the negative. No, for real. When I lived in Florida, there were so many positive vibes around me. You know, everybody happy and nice and go lucky that I was like the only negative person there. But now I'm back in New York and there's negative people everywhere. I got to be positive. (laughs) So now I'm the positive one because every time I go outside, there's an argument. So I'm the positive one now. Okay? So it's been working for me. With my father's health, my uncle's health. My uncle last week this time, he was on life support. And I said, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking it. I'm not even thinking about it. Everybody crying and praying and wondering. And, yeah, I start to pray more now than I ever did. But I'm not believing that. When you believe that in your system, then that's just going to happen. I'm like, I'm not taking that. And, look, this week, later on this week, they're saying he could come home. And that's what I'm talking about. Because my All thing right. is anything that's probable, anything that's probable is possible. And that's what you got to keep thinking. Don't let everybody put you down because the naysayers. Believe in what you believe in and work on it. That's why I say stay standing. Never sit down and never let nobody else tell you what's going to happen in your life. They don't even know you. Oh, your uncle might not make it. You don't know my uncle. I know him. He's going to make it. And so that's what I believe in. Stay positive. All right. Look at Momo B. Wow, I never knew I'd get inspiration from Momo B. 
Jeez, get out of here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to step out. <laughs> we're going to step out here real quick. Uh, we have Chatterbox coming up on a need-to-know basis. Don't go nowhere. Final thoughts. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We'll be right back after this. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from our sponsor, Total Wine & More, a wonderland to explore. Experience thousands of wines, spirits, and beers at prices that feel like a present. Friendly guides will help find gifts for everyone on your list. Visit them online at TotalWine.com. Armenia is denying that Azerbaijan has captured a key town in the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region. In a televised address today, Azerbaijan's president announced the country's military had taken the city of Shulcha, sparking celebration on the streets of the capital. The city is culturally and strategically significant, but Armenia's defense ministry says heavy fighting is ongoing. Tropical Storm Ada is moving over Cuba this morning. Ada made landfall several hours ago and has a site set on Florida. As rescuers from Mexico to Panama are searching for survivors and officials assessing the damage Ada left behind, NPR's Kerry Khan reports. The damage is widespread and devastating. In Honduras, the government reports more than 1.6 million people have been affected by Ada, which hit the Caribbean coast of Nicaragua as a Category 4 hurricane on Tuesday, drenching most of Central America with torrential rains for days. In Guatemala, as many as 150 homes in the small village of Queja were submerged by hundreds of tons of mud and debris. Rescuers struggled to get to the remote mountainside region, finding few survivors. In southern Mexico, dozens are believed to have been swept away by mudslides and swollen rivers, especially in the flood-prone state of Tabasco. Dramatic videos throughout the region show daring helicopter evacuations and rescuers battling raging rivers to get to survivors. Crop damage is widespread. Terry Khan, NPR News, Mexico City. The National Hurricane Center in Miami says Ata will pass near or over the Florida Keys tonight and be over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico late tomorrow and Tuesday. I'm Joel Snyder, NPR News. Folks, it is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world famous chat room and from social media. Mr. LES Man, what do you have? Uh, Covina Man says this is an over until Rudy and Trump go to jail. And he says, uh, we won this. We won this. This is a great weekend. We did it. I bet those usual racists won't show up today. And he was right about that. He says, shows that Trump <laughs> is slowly going to move to Mar a Lago and disappear in about a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. The pass is checked in. Very short. He says, "Peace and blessings, family. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. He is officially a one-term president. I'm out. <laughs> wow. I see your pastor. <laughs> Mariana Music. I love that song. And the devil is a liar. Dump Trump. BTW. By the way, <laughs> missed you Tuesday, Jerome. Uh, Brenda said there is no investigation. She said there needs to be an investigation." On how Moscow Mitch won. There's something wrong there. And Sasha from Dallas, the worst employee in America, is going to get fired, folks. He is fired, guys. Congratulations to America. All right, that sounds like a plan to me. And uh, he is officially gone. All right, it is time for our final thoughts here on a beautiful show. I tell you what, it's a beautiful show. Final thoughts coming up. Vanessa. Give me a final thought. Um, first of all, let me 
First of all, let me say it is awesome, uh, Momo B, to hear your voice. Uh, I, I, I check in on you every now and then to see how you're doing on your page. And uh, Jackie, it's good to hear you uh, stepping in. And I, I periodically listen to you when you do your segment on Facebook. So I am kind of keeping up with you guys. But I would like to close out by saying that today is a blessed day. And my mask that I will be wearing in church today has blessed written across the front of it. And I just feel that the country came together, black and white, and did what we needed to do to get such an evil, evil person out of the White House because he did not deserve to leave this country. And I'm just so grateful to those that did vote. And uh, those of you that didn't vote, that's okay. Y'all can stay in the chat room and harass Liz. It's all right. We need to have a little conflict every now and then. <laughs> All right. Love you, sweetie. Love you. All right, um, uh, Johnny D, man, final thoughts. Jay Rob, you know, I, I still believe in chivalry, so can can you get Momo B that I, I've enjoyed listening to her first time I've heard her and Rich Sister. And then I'll go after I'll go after the lady. I'll go after the lady. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right, Jackie, give me your final thoughts. Well, I really enjoyed um, hanging out with you uh, all. Yeah, like you know, I love y'all so much. And once again, congrats to the president-elect Joe Biden and our history-making first woman Woo-hoo. of color vice president Kamala Harris. So proud. I mean, just beaming. Just Beaming with pride. Mm-hmm. I mean, our the democracy has officially mm-hmm. returned. Yes, we were losing. We we were on the verge of losing every fiber of democracy that we had. We 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 wouldn't have, we wouldn't have survived another four years. And I'm glad we we wouldn't have survived another four years of. Trump. And I just thank God that enough people rallied around and used what is your right to vote. Don't let, I say it again, don't let nobody tell you ever again that your vote don't matter. All right. It does. Like I said, first one in line to exercise your right. And now, thank you all for this time. All right. Thank you. All right. Momo B's in the easy. Final thoughts. Okay. My final thought is I'm glad that I was here to share with you all, Vanessa, Jackie, Jerome, Miss Elias, Johnny, J. Ryle, Kathleen, Music. You know, I'm happy to be here with y'all. But the last 12 months of my life has been a big changer for me. I had to think differently and had to act differently. But one thing about Mumbo B is I'm strong and I learned to perform. I, I never really wanted to perform, you know, but sometimes you got to do that. But I've done that and I see it's been more positive for me. Instead of being, you know, pulling and pulling and pulling, you know, you got to give a little to get a little. So with that being said, stay standing, Democrats. We got this. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. Positivity. Not only is it good times, but good health. 
So leave that negativity behind. You don't have to fight everybody and everything. But, you know, I learn as I grow. And, you know, it is what it is. So I'm growing, guys. I'm growing and I'm learning. And I love y'all. All right. We love, love you, too, girl. Mom. All right. What's you know, man. Where's the tongue? Where's the tongue? You know, Junior's in the house. Miss Smith's in the house as well. I want to just give a big ups to her. She's been listening to our show for so long. We love you, girl. Mwah. All right, uh, Johnny D, man. I mean, Johnny D, uh, final thoughts, though. You know what? Just a wonderful week. Um, as as I normally depart, thank thank everybody for allowing us coming home. Thank you, Jay, and thank all everybody, all the rest of the contributors for allowing me to be part of of, of this forum. But I tell you what. Uh, Big ups to Joe Biden for him to say that African-Americans carried me through this here and I'm going to look out for y'all. Man, that's powerful to say that on the world stage in front of the world leaders who was looking on, in front of the American Mm -hmm. people that was looking on. That was powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you as always. All right. uh, My main man, Jerome Spree, man, final thoughts. All right, quickly, I want to say shout out to Momo. You know, Momo, you've always still been positive, even though you might have been a little rough around the edges and off the air. <laughs> but, no, no. I've always had respect for Momo, so, so keep it up. But stay on guard. All of us who are positive, we know that there are people who are not positive, so we have to stay on point. So shout out to you for even coming on. I'm glad to hear your voice. Also, I also want to say to, I know I missed uh, election night. I came in a little late, so shout out to uh, Vanessa and uh, Mariana Music, because Vanessa, you know, texted me and told me that I was wrong on election night, but I will be proven right after all the votes come in, so I'm not really worried about that. <laughs> Just waiting that out, Vanessa, so that's, that's uh, uh Shout out to Kathleen as well, who I know is not here. Um, I want to say this really quickly. If you watch Joe Biden's acceptance speech, um, you're going to see what I was saying to you months ago, like almost a year ago. His stature, Joe can put on a show. People kidded him about his stuttering. People said, Saturday Night Live kidded him about him being old and not vibrant. That man, I knew he can put on that show. Now, if Kamala learns that from Joe Biden, she will be content. She will, be, she will have her stature enough for, for president. But if you look at the difference, Joe Biden can stand up there and he can he can govern and Kamala can do that when she's in committee but she does not she does not do that well when she's on a stump and all of that other stuff she does what Hillary does which turns a lot of people off but shout out to both of them for that victory and hopefully she's going to learn a lot over Joe Biden's eight years that she will be able to show her stature and um, again this is not surprising to me does the things that people were saying about Joe Biden um, really is not manifesting at all. So when everybody says that they're surprised and now we want to go forward and they're completely behind him, I want you guys to go listen in the archives about six months ago and see how it feels when you are down and everybody's kicking you and calling you names. And when you raise up off those ashes, you got off those ashes, ashes, (laughs) sorry, get off the ashes. When you get out of the ashes, you really have to step up and own it. And Joe Biden is owning his moment. So shout out to to them and much respect to um, to the winners. 
There you have oh, it. man, good stuff. All right, the man that gets the first and last word. Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts? Look, folks, I've been telling you all along, if you don't have a voice, you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And, I, and I'll continue to say that. Because all you people who think we're slaves, to, we got slave masters and all this other stuff, I, I, you know something, I've never been a slave and I never will be a slave. Look, the bottom line is this. You got to have a voice, to, a vote to vote, have a voice. If you don't do that, you're silent. And if you don't put the right people in office, guess what else happens? You get what you get. So, folks, get out and vote. Especially Stacey Abrams, I applaud you, my sister. I think you're a great woman. I, I applaud all the efforts that you put and your crew have put in and, 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 and Georgia. And I pray that you can pull off the Senate, the two votes in the Senate. And if we can do that, my sister, we can probably get back to normalcy in our country. You got that. Absolutely. All right. My final thoughts are very simple. It's all about calling people out when they don't do things the way they should do them. And, you know, right now, this morning, I'm going to call out family. I'm going to call out my own cousin, okay? This guy sends me a text at 5 in the morning talking about a freaking video game, but he won't freaking go out and vote. Let me tell you something. People died for the right for you to have the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And for you to be able to get up and go bowl and drive all over the country and do all these types of damn things, but you don't want to go and vote because the bottom line, you think that your vote don't matter? What the hell is wrong with you? Don't talk to me about no nonsense. I have nothing to say to you when it comes to this type of stuff. Because the decisions that are being made for 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue are affecting everybody. And it's affecting me. And so for you to sit here and say that, oh, my vote don't make a difference, but wait a minute, you're happy to get up and, and stay up all night to, to, to do stuff that doesn't make no damn sense to hell with you and to hell with anything you say. No voice, no vote, no voice. Don't say nothing to me at all. I am disappointed in you, extremely disappointed in you. That's all I have to say about it. Wow. Wow, wow, Mr. Elias. wow. Yes. It's Sunday. And we're talking serious stuff. What time is it? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Ralph show. Tired of these Uncle Tom Negroes with a voice. Can talk all they want, but they won't get out and exercise their rights. So for Johnny D, for Jerome, for Vanessa, uh, Momo B, thank you. Uh, uh, Rich Sister, thank you. Mr. Elias. I'm Jay Rao. Have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. Well, the need to know basis is coming up right after this show. Don't go nowhere.
presidential candidate in U.S. history. He got over 70 million votes that um, it was on Wednesday, 3.20 p.m. Eastern, 7,470,044. So, you know, that's an interesting number because 44 was the last president. And he passed Obama's um, popular vote, which was six, um, 69.5 million, million votes. But now, you know, he's yeah. up to, um, you know, it, it, it has the highest voter turnout since 1808 when 65% wow. of the eligible voters came out. Right now, we're on track to hit a tally of 160 million votes this year, and that eligible turnout rate will be 67%. So although mm. Jay calling people out, we are higher up in percentage of eligible voters who actually voted. So... Shout out to them and not the people who Jay talked about. We got to keep including them. All right. So, um, you know, Secret Service agents were sent out, um, I think it was on Thursday, um, to for, for Joe Biden as he edged closer to the <laughs> nomination. Now, that was uh-huh. a... Did you see that? Like when it yeah. got on TV? So once he had a mm-hmm. presidential motorcade while they were counting votes, Trump was saying, stop counting. It reminds me, like, <laughs> you're playing a game, and you up two points with two seconds left. I mean, with uh, with two minutes left, and you're like, okay, we're going to stop the stop the playing because I want to win, right? <laughs> Not, let, let's call it what it is, Jerome. He said, stop the count and, the, and where, I'm lo- where I'm winning and start counting where I'm losing. <laughs> right. <laughs> What, right. what, come on, man. Which way, which way you want it? You know, come on. I don't know. No, so here's the thing. You're, you're right, and anybody is right that says Trump supporters are idiots. Now, I know, yes. I know people are saying, oh, Joe Biden's going to heal and bring everybody together. You are still bringing idiots into your camp because mm-hmm. that, that is dumb for you to pick it to stop counting one place and tell them to keep counting in another. Yeah, right. yeah, Wisconsin, you got to recount that. No, that place young. I'm losing. Hey, you, you, I'm winning. Right. You got to stop the count right now. Stop it. Because right. they're being obvious, right? They're saying stop ca- counting in the black areas. Stop counting in Detroit. Right. Stop counting in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Stop counting in Pittsburgh. Like, if that's not racist, then you don't know <laughs> what racist is. Really? So when people are like, you can't call all the Trump voters racist, like Bill Maher said that to. Um, um, what is his yeah. name? Um, Nance. Um, Nance. Larry Nance. Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or is it? Nance? Yeah. No, no. Larry Nance played basketball. Who is? Malcolm, I forgot his name. Malcolm. Malcolm Nance. Malcolm Nance yes. Who, who wrote yeah. um, a couple of great, great books, and who's a national mm-hmm. security guy. Um, mm-hmm. White folks don't want to hear this, right? Yeah. I, I'll tell you this really quickly before we go on to the news. There is a reason why your black friends don't tell you the truth. Because here's what we know about white folks, generally, and I mean this across the board, generally. We know that if you reveal yourself as being racist, we are not going to like you. So there's some things we mm-hmm. don't talk about because we don't want to find out about people who we actually like. Mm-hmm. Some black people don't tell you the truth. But yeah, uh, Malcolm Nash and Bill Maher freaked yep. out. And I'm going to yep. say this not all like of them, Wayne all Brady cool. told, huh? <laughs> Hey, you're right. When he said that, I, I thought to myself, that's some bull. Bill Maher, you know damn well that those Trump, if you voted for Trump, and the racism was not a, was not a, was not a, 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 
uh, ending call for you. So, damn it, he, they were racist, and he was right. They're right. racist. Right, because even though they mask it, they try to throw it under something else, the economy, this, that. The economy is mm-hmm. bad. We have a lot of people out of work. We have a trade embargo where we actually have been paying billions of dollars to farmers to not produce anything because yep. Trump is, um, you know, so that money's coming directly out of the Treasury to farmers. Mm-hmm. And, and so if yep. you can't see all of that stuff now, you're not even smart enough to actually tell anybody what racism is because that's too blatantly mm-hmm. obvious. So one one to share that, um, you know, as far as the election is concerned, a team of independent international election observers say that they found zero evidence of fraud or voter manipulation. <laughs> this is as files a slew of lawsuits. So international election observers with Europe's organ with a European Europe's organization for security and cooperation came in to monitor the U.S. vote, and they concluded that there was zero evidence of election fraud, despite what Trump is claiming. Not, not according to Junior. He said, they wouldn't let our people in. I was, it was Republican and Democrat, and they're observing the election. Why is he lying, man? Come right. on. It's, it's so, well, we know it. why, because they're liars. And I can't yeah. wait for that final total. I know most people are waiting for the vote final total. I'm waiting for the final total of how many lies he's going to tell while he's in office. That number's going to be crazy. Because <laughs> he's adding them up like nobody's business. Yeah, probably right. more votes than he got. <laughs> yeah, it probably will be. Um, so, so Vice President Joe Biden or President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, they launched their transition website on Wednesday. Now, again, they didn't announce till Saturday, but they announced their um, – they, they launched their website and started their transition because they saw the writing on the wall. And um, Trump still hasn't, hasn't seen it yet. So anyway, um, Trump's highest rank, ranking black official, um, Jay, is, I don't know if it's Jay Ron or Jerron Smith, becomes the first White House aide to quit after the election. It was the next day. <laughs> oh, Bloomberg News reported that Smith, who worked under Jared Kirshner, uh, had his last day in the administration on Friday. Um, but he, he actually handed him his resignation. So White House officials told The Hill magazine that Smith's exit was long planned and he was coming regardless of the election results. But the aide joined the White House in 2017 and became the highest-ranking black official after Armorosa left in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, wow. you know they had no ranking. But they said it's just mm-hmm. a coincidence. On election day, yeah. he down his right. Yeah, you know. Then they say when black folks see danger, they leave before everybody else. They leave before all the yeah, white yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so that's that joke. They did. That's that joke mm-hmm. when the monsters there, and you just see people running. Black people go, "What's that?" We're like, "You're gone." <laughs> yeah, we running with that's you. It. <laughs> so, um, Alabama voters approved an amendment to get rid of its 119-year-old constitutional. Our constitution of racist language that banned mixed race marriage and mandated school segregation. Now, the courts have since struck down the segregation that was enshrined in 1901 in Alabama's constitution, but the language banning um, 
mixed-race marriages and mandating school segregation remained on their, in their constitution. So they finally voted wow. to get rid of it. See, here's the thing about people's state constitution. I think Mississippi, what was it, about five years ago, got rid of slavery in their constitution. And some people still have stuff like that in their constitution. Yeah, I was just, I was, yeah, I just looked up that, and, and it was, it was kind of crazy because I think it's in Kansas that they kept it in and they, they voted to keep it in. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I remember yeah. that to remove slavery ex- exceptions, they said it was seventeen seventy-two for it, and and I guess it was twenty-eight percent. I was like, wow. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm, yep. Mm. So it's just like that noise that Trump was talking when he said he was saving the suburbs. What happened is that there's a there's a provision that you can't discriminate for somebody housing, but on private property, you they what they did in Levittown in Levittown, Pennsylvania is they started creating white um, um, when they were creating a suburb, white subdivisions, and if they're privately owned, you can put inside of the title of a subdivision or a house that you buy to not sell to black people. So. Yeah. So the administration on the federal side has a rule that said that you can't discriminate. Trump tried to get rid of that, and t- he was sending the signal to white folks that if it's private property, you can you don't have to sell to black people. A lot of people don't know that that exists either. Yeah. It's in the title. So when you file your, file your title for your property at the county clerk's office, it says in there that you cannot sell this property to somebody who's black. Mm. And those those things still exist in this country. So, Oregon voters um, decided to decriminalize personal possession of all drugs, including heroin and methamphetamine. Yeah, so that man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, like, uh, what? Now, see, I don't know what I think about this, but the proposal, known formally as Oregon's ballot measure uh, hundred one ten. Passed on Tuesday with 58.8% support. So under the new measures, which go into effect on February 1st, 2021, a person found with hard drugs in their possession will have the option to pay a $100 fine or attend a new addiction recovery center instead of going to trial and facing possible jail time. So, but you still can go to jail. But I don't know how I feel about that, Jerome. I really don't. You don't know how to get what? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that because, yeah, you, 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 you know, really, you know, you got cocaine, you got heroin, you got methamphetamine, you got guilty, yeah, that's a little bit rough, but hey, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is with a small possession, though. Now, now if you're yeah. selling that stuff, you're going to jail, but I don't know, I think right. it's a personal, I don't know. So one of the supporters wrote, I need to, I need all of you to know all of you to understand that Oregon is not making heroin or other hard drugs legal. They're decriminalizing. Um, they are in route of becoming a rehab state. So focusing on more on addiction itself rather than putting folks in the system. But the ballot mm-hmm. question received $500,000 donation from Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Dr. Priscilla Chan who favored a health-based approach to drug addiction. Now, I don't know what their end game is, but I, you know, so, again, Bill Gates Foundation, I don't really trust them, Bill and Melinda Gates. I don't know what the Facebook guy is doing either, but there will be a tax hike of $2 was also passed in Oregon on cigarettes, 
So this measure will increase cigarette tax by two dollars per pack. So from one thirty three to three thirty three. I don't smoke cigarettes, but this will be a problem. Oh, by the way, there's a cigar yeah. tax on one dollar per cigar and added a sixty five percent tax on electronic cigarettes and vaping products, which they're currently not taxed. So wow. Oregon Yeah, Oregon has some other stuff going on other than the uh other than the presidential <laughs> election apparently. They was like, Why we got everybody out, we might as well get rid of this drug thing. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. In the words of Snoop. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. J P Morgan Chase will pay eight hundred thousand uh, in back pay and allocate nine million dollars over the next five years to settle a lawsuit claiming that the bank has underpaid ninety three women since two thousand and twelve. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's funny how they're getting caught out. Yep, they settled that lawsuit on Monday uh, by the U.S. Um, Department of Labor in January 2017. See how long it took them. Um, they underpaid 93 women. And they intentionally wow. did it, which is a whole mm. other. That's crazy. Yep. Wow. Yep. See, there, there's, there's something to be said about the fact that maybe they didn't know. Yeah, they knew exactly what they were doing. So Johnson & Johnson and three distributors of opioids must pay $26 billion in a landmark settlement of thousands of lawsuits over addictive painkillers and overdose deaths. So the firm and thousands of and thousands of state, county, and cities agreed, because like, they were all together, um, Amerisource Bergen, Cardinal Health and McKelson will pay the opioid settlement over the next 18 years. I don't know. Mm. Who, I don't know how they distributing who's paying what, but that's a lot of people, and we don't know where that money's going. But they got to pay 26 billion dollars. Mm. Again, they knew what they was doing. Yeah, of course. Now, a Nashville street is named after um, John Lewis. Now, it is uh, called John Lewis Way. Named after the civil rights icon um, who emerged to fight, you know, Jim Crow in the South. Um, you know, he's fa- famous for the, what is it, Edmund Pettus Bridge? Yeah, um, yeah Pettus Bridge. Yeah. yeah, so officials in Nashville, Tennessee, agreed on Thursday night to rename a uh, prominent um, street after John Lewis um, as the late congressman and civil rights icon. You know, everybody knows he passed this year, so. Uh, he's getting a screen name there. Now, the um, government, Governor Cuomo in New York says that marijuana should be legal in New York because the state needs the money to rebuild after the COVID um, pandemic. So just days after New Jersey voted to favor it, um, Governor Andrew Cuomo said that marijuana should be legal in New York next year um, because the state needs the money. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I agree it should be legal everywhere. I was gonna say you agree that the state needs the money, or you agree that it needs to be legal. Yeah, they, I don't they, care they why you're doing it. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it, man. In, in the state of Indiana, it, it used to be illegal for you to sell alcohol on Sunday. It used to be. So what did people do? They opened up bootlegs, bootlegs in their house, and they would sell beer and wine and liquor in their house. So then, mm-hmm. or, or you could go over to Illinois, which is right across the way, which is five miles, five to ten miles away, depending on where you live at, and buy liquor. So what difference did it make? 
for you not to sell it. Well, then they started selling it on Sundays, and these clowns are making millions of dollars off the tax revenue. Yeah. Them selling it. So I don't get legalize it and, and find a way to tax it federally and then get it over with so I can just go on and just get out with it on Sundays. Yep. Saturdays and Sundays. You know? Do me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is nuts. I, I don't get it. I never understood that anyway, but they, they're from old laws, religious laws of not drinking on Sunday, I guess. That's where they're coming from. Yeah. Oh, by New York governor um, sent National Guard troops to New York airports to enforce the new COVID travel rules this week. <laughs> now, the cases started rising across the state with two new clusters emerging on Staten Island. So, Governor Cuomo said in a brief um, call on Friday that he planned to post National Guards at airports and increase enforcement pre- um, presence as he warned people to stay away from New York State if you don't have a negative test. So if you fly into New York, you have to show your negative test and you have to get tested within three days of being here. Mm. New York State is not playing. Wow. Uh, Trump no ain't taking this serious, but New York cannot, you know, we have, you know, New York City has 8 million people. They can't afford to start an infection thing again in New York City. Man, so Cuomo is t- Man, we had a, we had, I had a woman at my job. This woman had, she had the virus. Her husband, he had the virus, right? So she uh, knew Wednesday that this guy, that her husband was feeling ill. So that, that the protocol at our job is, if your spouse or you feel ill, don't come to work. Well, mm-hmm. she came to work. She came to work Thursday and Friday. Now this 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 happens asymptomatic, right? Mm-hmm. So what 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 did the Trump supporters tell us? You were stupid for telling these people because you could have kept coming <laughs> to work. And I said, dude, she's asymptomatic, which means she's 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 typhoid Mary. She right. can spread this stuff. Everybody in you that are, how dumb are you people? <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about so, that. This and is what they do, man. And they're still encouraging her. She shouldn't have told nobody. Yeah. See? So I, when they when they come over my area, I say, man, y'all get away from me. I don't want right. to. I don't. I don't want to be bothered with none of you guys. None of you. <laughs> I don't like none of you, so don't bother. Don't come by. Right. So, right. Don't act like we friends now. Breathing over here on me. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Nope. Keep away from you. Yeah. Now, now, a New York hospital is forced to put 36 doctors in quarantine after one test positive following an off-campus Halloween party that they all attended. Now, oh, here's the thing. That's a hospital that I've been in every day for a couple of months. So I'm not going to wow. say that hospital is, but they said that the, the hospital did say, and since this is New York State, you know, Cuomo, don't play, but the hospital did say in a statement that the doctors in training may face disciplinary actions. You know, it's a it's a it's a hospital that you have a lot of students, and so students you gotta they get tested every day in there. So apparently somebody hmm. came in and tested positive, and they sent all of them home. Wow, that's the same. They weren't smart enough not to. I mean, they're college students, so I shouldn't say that. <laughs> not saying they're that smart yeah. enough, and they're being kids. <laughs> that's the only thing I can say about that. Yeah. Right, now, yeah. now the EPA. The Environmental Protection Agency has added another sanitizing spray to its list of disinfectants capable of killing SARS and COVID. Um, so, you know, that's the virus that causes the coronavirus. So, I don't know if you've yeah. heard of Microban 24, 24 hour sanitizing spray. Gas yep. over here. 
Yeah. yeah. He said it's recently tested by a third-party lab and proved to eradicate the virus on hard and non-porous surfaces within 60 seconds. The product of Procter & Gamble. So, now, again, you cannot inhale that stuff. And you should spray it and walk away and let it dissipate. But do not inhale that. You will have to go directly to the hospital. Also, you know, I didn't realize the only other cleaner in September that was approved by the EPA was um, um, Pine Saw. Pine Saw? Wow. Yeah, you know, that's what we use. Not that's Life Saw? Right there. Huh? Not Life Saw? I thought Life Saw was approved too, but I guess not. No, well, I'm not sure if they, um, I think it, I think it goes by how much of it it kills, but it doesn't last as long. So Pine, pine Saw they just said it's an effect of cleaner uh, to kill the virus. So, you know, Clorox Company owns Pine Saw, and uh, right. it's, it's effective within 10 minutes of contact time on non-porous surfaces. So I think it's how long it takes to kill it. Lysol will kill the virus. Any disinfectant spray, even the dollar store stuff, will kill it. It just takes longer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think that that's a problem. Now, ESPN is laying off 300 employees and opts against um, filling 200 positions um, due to the pandemic, is what they're saying. But the on-air talent remains, um, they appear to be, you know, spared. Yeah. But they got rid of 300 employees. Wow. Damn. Really? Oh, wow. you know, so, so the NBA aims to have... 20 to 50% capacity in, re- in um, their arenas for next season. So they're going to allow... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. after, yeah. That, so after finishing last season without spectators, they're saying that they hope to have the, the 25 to 50% in the, in the arenas that are suitable, like in their arena suites. So they're not going to let people sit by them, but if you have a suite, they may let you... Lights all that piece and have them in there. And I know yeah. that um, they just made an announcement that the NBA is going to start in um, in December, I think. Mm. But they were negotiating wow. that because apparently they were supposed to start in January. And the NBA went to the Players Association and said that they would give them something like $500 million more million if they start in December. Wow. And you know why? Damn. That television revenue for Christmas time. That money. Yes. A couple billion dollars. They, you know, if they got $500 billion to bribe you, they're making a whole lot more money than $500 billion. You ain't lying there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, hey Jerome, can I, can, I, can, I, can I break in and give you some news, man? Yes, sir. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, yeah. He just passed away. Yeah. Man. The host of Jeopardy just passed away. You know, I didn't keep track of Alex Breck. I know he had a long-term illness. He had prostate cancer, maybe? Yeah. And I know he's been fighting it, all the other stuff. But, man, yep, I didn't know. All right, now, um, yep. Now, a judge denied a request from George, the the police that killed uh, George Floyd. Um, they wanted to move the trial outside of Minneapolis, and the judge ruled that all four, not only can they not move it, he ruled that all four 
need to be tried together. Judge mm. Peter Cahill made the ruling on Thursday after defense attorneys argued that a pre-trial publicity made it impossible for them to get a, pre- a fair trial in Minneapolis. And he was like, uh, nope. <laughs> you killed him in Minneapolis? You tried in Minneapolis. What you say, Jay? Why would you be to get a fair trial that then nobody heard about that? That's, that's a lie. Uh, come on, stop. First of all, mm-hmm. why would they think they wouldn't get a fair trial? Because, you know, police get let off all the time on all of these things, so. You ain't lying there. Now, um, you know, gun ownership apparently amongst black Americans has surged by 58% during the last, the first half of 2020. Mm. So they're saying so far, 18.6 million guns have already been sold, and black Americans played a big part in that surge while um, with sales amongst black men and women increasing 58.2% on um, last year. Now, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to say this out loud since we're in overtime, that I don't know why this story is out there because white folks bought up all the guns last year and the year before (laughs) when Obama was there. But now they want to talk about black people buying guns too. That's Mm. after the fact. It's like we were standing in the long line to vote. It's like black people voted at record numbers is because... You know, with, with no help from you, keeping us in four of our lines, we still did that. Now, okay, so yeah. here's a here's some dumb news. I just want to preface that before we start. Um, you know, an Idaho Falls ban has been banned from Yellowstone Park um, and fined $1,200 for trying to cook two chickens on a hot spring. You said burlap sack. <laughs> now... I don't know why you just can't let people be free, but since the hot springs get, like, I think 140 degrees or something, this fool actually wanted to try to cook food. I don't know where he got the two chickens, uncooked chickens. Why he would be carrying around fire, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) He's like, we don't have hot springs chicken. An elderly couple was fined $400 for luring bears into their home and feeding them for more than a year. So they're saying they it was going, a... Huh? Feeding them? Yes. Like, so in Colorado, their, their Parks and Wildlife um, kind of released a statement that these two residents, and I don't know where this is, Castle Rock and Douglas County, they kept receiving complaints from their neighbors because they were feeding bears. I don't know what they thought was going to happen when they ran out of food, because the bears ain't going to stop eating. <laughs> so you really? can try that if you want to. <laughs> But uh, I don't think you're going to be able to negotiate with them, uh, <laughs> negotiate them after that. Um, wow. Now, okay, so they just caught this guy, um, Douglas Bennett. He's 76. He was convicted of rape um, 44 years ago in Connecticut, and they just caught him in Florida. Hmm. It was 44 years ago. Now, here's what he did. He went into um, he went to get a, a, pa- a passport or something, and he used the identity. He stole the identity of a five-year-old that died in 1945, hmm. and um, he got charged with passport fraud and, aggra- and aggravated identity theft. I don't know what that means that it was aggravated, but he now faces <laughs> up to 12 years in federal prison. But they said that won't even be served 
I mean, that's going to have to be served first, and then he gets to go back and serve his conviction for rape in Connecticut. <laughs> the federal law superseded them. They're not going to even extradite him back. They're like, you're going to serve time for this, pad, this passport charge, and then they're going to send him back. But he, he was on the run for 44 years. <laughs> wow. That is, that is just a weird case. I, I, I have... Uh, really? I don't know which one I want to do in this little bad thing, but okay. No, you know, because I would have to woosah after this since the women are not. I don't want to do this one. How about this one? A Texas man carried a pistol in his waistband and was shot in the leg by his dog. Now, apparently the dog's paw <laughs> got caught in the trigger and shot the guy in his leg. But the people in Plano, Texas, the police department announced that he's expected to recover. It doesn't make him any less dumber, but he is going to recover. Mm. His dog shot him. That's the wow. thing he's going to go with. That's all I got. I'll let you guys go on that note. Damn, really? <laughs> Yo, dog shot the do- My dog. They like my dog ate my homework? <laughs> exactly. That's what happened. <laughs> or my dog wow. was mad about the election. <laughs> Your dog was a Trump supporter. <laughs> What's plain, though? So you know how wow. this goes. Yeah, All right. you knew it. <laughs> wow. Well, Jerome, thank you, my brother. Once again, man, that is, uh, wow. <laughs> I know. Sorry to hit on that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is funny, man. Yeah, boy. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> There's so many jokes here, it stomps all of us. Like, I really just have way to I'm still tripping on Well, like you said, Mr. Elias, Alex Trebek uh, just passed away. He's been fighting, uh, I think, like in prostate cancer, and it uh, just went to stage four, and uh, I think they caught it late. I want to make sure it's prostate. I can't remember if it was or not, but I know it's cancer. Uh, but he's gone, and, uh, you know, kudos, and condolences to his family. Uh, once again, it, it's a pleasure to serve you guys. We thank you so much for allowing us to come in your homes every Sunday morning and spending this time with us. You don't have to, but you do, and we appreciate it. We really do. So, on that note, the ladies are still here, Jerome. Um, I'm not sure why they didn't jump in when you said that. Momo Beezy and the Heezy. Uh, yeah. Sweetie, as always, it's always beautiful to hear your voice. Jackie, thank you for Most stopping definitely. by. And, uh, sister. Thank you, sister. And without any further ado, anything, any last words, Mr. Elias, or anyone before we get out of here? Anybody who has anything to say before we shut it down for the day? I'll just say get I out just, and vote. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead, Mama. Sorry. All right. I just hope 2021 be better than 2020 because this was miserable. But we still pull through, yeah. and that's what it's all about, pulling through. Yes, ma'am. There you go. Make sure you pull through. Absolutely. It's uh it's been rough. That's for doggone sure. But uh, hopefully, by the grace of God, everything will uh, turn out okay. And uh, like I said, for the first time in four years, I'm able to breathe. For the first time in four years, we're at a point where we don't have to worry about, you know, what the president of the United States is tweeting. This guy's days are over. And it just there's a report that just came out, Mr. Elias, that Jared Kushner is advising Donald Trump to, you know, look at his legal obligations. These guys, man, they won't give up. Because I think Jerry Cushing, though, his buddy's got some illegal stuff going on, too, with that building 666. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, all these guys, they need to send them all to jail. They all need to go to jail. 
freaking mm-hmm. hypocrites. All right, folks. So until next week, have a wonderful work week. Uh, make sure you wear a mask. And, uh, man, I can't wait to talk to you in seven days. It's the serious side. We'll talk to you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.